2018, eh? Eh? Hello, and welcome to the Computer Game Show. We're back. It's me, David Turner, and I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. I'm also here with James Farley. Hello. And I'm also here with John Denton. What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening? I mean, I'd given up hope. Um, we'd bo- uh, it's been a long uh, journey to try and find a replacement for Sean while he's away. Uh, the moment he announced that he was leaving, I got on the blower to John and said, look, come on, we want you. It's time to step in his seat. It's time for you to step up to the big leagues. And he said, oh, no, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. And I was like, all right, that's not the reaction I was expecting. A bit weird. Then later on in the year, I said, look, are you coming on or what? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, that's definitely not the reaction I was expecting. Um, <laughs> and then he came on the show and fell asleep and said, I never want to be on the show again. So I was like, no, okay, well, that's... There, there is a lot of fake news in this. I mean, this is all true. Some <laughs> this of this is, this is embellishments true. on things that did happen. And then the turn of the new year, I get, oh, mate, can I be on it now? So what, come on, explain. Why, why have you come crawling back? All right. Um, a lot of that is true. Uh, when you first said it, I was—I I mean, originally, I don't—I didn't know if I had the 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 kind of temerity to do a weekly podcast again after doing it for so long. And it was just—I think when you announced that that Sean was leaving, or when we found out, or when you found out, or whatever it was, it was in the middle of like my summer, which is crazy. I've got like nine birthdays, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, timings. And, and then the next time we we looked at it, it was just—I yeah, was just dying with busyness and you're right i did fall asleep on the podcast i didn't just say no like that i'm not that rude <laughs> but i did i did fall asleep on a podcast which was um yeah extremely embarrassing but then but then i did a, a, another episode and i really enjoyed it so um oh, it, was ru- it was awful that episode it was missing it, it was missing something there was something, there was something about missing. it though it just felt a little bit different i don't know what it was there's some sort of magic i think, great, I think there was some sort of pod. magic a real g- chemistry to it um, so I really enjoyed that one. Um, and then Week. obviously you had the, the game of the year show, which is a belter. And the whole time I was listening to it, I was just like, man, I just kind of wish I was on this show. I, I really do. And I, I, to be honest, I was like, I can't really go back and ask Dave now and, and say, you know, can I Did jump in? Did you really in? think uh, that? Like genuinely? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I've said no too many times. And then I went, I'll oh, fucking shut up, John. Just ask. You want to do it? Just ask. So I did, and then and then here we are. So yeah, I'm I'm pumped and excited for for 2018. See, that's weird to hear because you've known me for a long time now, and you you know that I wouldn't have thought like <laughs> there would have been no no John. You've missed the boat. You missed the money train, uh-huh. mate. Like, <laughs> also, no, I just thought I'd get some grief, but you know, oh yeah, I, oh, you I, definitely I, get I grief. grief. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, speaking of the game of the year show, John, um, what did you think of the outcome? Did you agree with it? Was there anything along the way that you thought was flat out wrong? No, nothing that I thought was flat out wrong. Very, very enjoyable show. Obviously, uh, the big swerve, the the Colombo incident was probably the highlight. And, um, you know, <laughs> there, was a, there, there was a kind of inevitability about the end. But I think what that allowed you guys to do was to to really sort of go into those two games in, in Mario and Zelda. And it was, it was just really enjoyable to hear you kind of analyse the games, but also talk about how they've like, affected you in your, in your real lives and stuff like that. So that was great. But um, Did you, did you agree, like, would you have voted Mario or Zelda? I would have voted Zelda. Um, oh, Mario really? has my moments of the year, but um, overall, yeah, I, I would have voted Zelda. So what, what moments of the year, what, what? Was up the the yeah, end of New Donk City, the the main ones, the big, not you, the main one, you know, the main ones in Mario Odyssey, <laughs> no, the no. two big ones, basically the last 20 minutes of the game, 
I haven't got to the darker side of the moon yet, so I don't know what happens then. But the last 20 minutes of the, you know, main campaign before credits and the end of New Dog City, like the two, two of the most standout moments we've ever had in gaming. But going back through and finding other moons, there has been periods in Mario Odyssey, and I don't want to go into too much where it hasn't hit anywhere near that level again for me. So, um, so Zelda overall, just sort of an enthralling 70 plus hours for me. So that would yeah. have won. And I, I did the list for Eurogamer's Game of the Year. I, I was one of the people that entered my list, and that was number one uh, with Mario nice. at number two. Nice. All right. Okay. Um, James, I finished editing your Beyond Two Souls stream over the break. Yeah. Um, and I picked up on something that I wanted to talk to you about because there's a few things that I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, I don't in want to the, talk about that stream anymore. Well, no, I hate oh, right. It. Okay. This is, I know. Uh, right. Fair enough. Right. But I've got to ask you something. So there's a scene in Beyond Two Souls towards the end mm. where you go and meet your mother and she is effectively brain dead. Is that right? No. Well, no. It's, it's okay. Again, it's not really made clear what her status is apart from she's non communicable, but that doesn't mean that she's okay. brain dead. Right, and you get given the option of turning a life support oh, machine God, off. I know it's yeah. going. Yeah. Right, so you were going, oh, I'm not doing a David Turner's. I'm not going to kill her and do a David Turner's. I want to yeah. just, I just want to, because I saw that. I didn't, I, I only saw it when I was editing it. And I'm going, why is he calling that a David Turner's? So can you explain that, please? Because you've publicly, like, put me in a bad light there. And I just want to hear your explanation. Because you absolutely love doing that. You love always well, taking the option ca- of doing of doing that. I mean, we had give the me, Gears... Give me an had, example. Okay, we had the Gears of War conversation, like, many, many times. And she was even alive, like, moving around and stuff. And you were like, let's do her in. And in this case, she was like, this woman is sitting in a chair and she's not moving. I thought, you know, that's even more likely you're going to try and you're going to try and finish her off. Okay, so can I offer a rebuttal? The first being, that wasn't a moral choice in Gears of War. I don't know if you noticed that. There wasn't a choice to just let her, you know, carry on. Marcus already had his gun in his hand, mate. That, that was, that was done. Know, He'd made that decision for that. you. Secondly, didn't you, um, in Life is Strange, episode five, yeah. didn't you turn the life support machine off there? No, I didn't. You didn't. No. I'm pretty sure you did. I didn't. You didn't. No. Mm. I'm, all I'm saying is that I think that's more of a James decision than it is Are you joking? We've had decision. massive discussions and we, David, we had a massive argument in a restaurant in front of a number of, <laughs> in, in front of the, like, the public, you know, debating <laughs> euthanasia. Show, was it? And it was, it was terrible and people looked at us and it was awful. And you gave a gun to a dad to kill their own son, James. There was reasons you, for that. We've not, already been over. I mean, look, did, yeah, but if there was reasons for that, why didn't you do it when you replayed it? Because I know, because it played out differently when I played it the second time. That's how these yeah, games sure. were, David. Of course it did. Of course it did. Ke- All of a sudden, Kenny was your best mate. He Bullocks. was. He was much nicer the second time Okay. Around. All right, Matt, let's get to the feedback. Sorry, that's been eating away at me because I was like, fucking James is just as bad as I am, if not worse. Like, his logical decisions in these moral, moral choice games are insane. What, what, what was your final decision in Life is Strange? Wasn't it burn the whole town down? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, in that okay, case, fine. I did, yeah, burn I did the whole town that. down. No, because there was reasons for that as well, because I was sick of being told what to do in that game. So I thought, I was like... <laughs> Listen to that! Wow. Listen to that. Hundreds of people died, John. And he's Mate, like, it's, because it's, it's, he was somebody's not played that game and doesn't know the story. That's that's quite an intense sentence. Yeah, James has said. <laughs> the choice was either let your friend die or let the whole town die. Yeah, well, I wasn't and he let just let the whole time. town die this, because because he know, didn't like being told what to do. John, yeah, no, so you're not the boss of me. Yeah, exactly. I can understand that. 
<laughs> right. Okay. Come on. Let's 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 get to it. Let's get to the feedback. Uh, oh, but just to say, James has finished his Beyond Two Souls stream, and the final episodes are now on our YouTube channel. So uh, go check them out. <laughs> no, I wouldn't bother. Sorry. Now now we're from our sponsors. Go on. Let's go. Okay. Well, we always had like a, an absolute a fuckload of feedback for the Game of the Year show. Um, all positive, so that's good. But I will I will read one message. I'm not going to read all of them. Uh, it's from Thomas. Um, thanks for all the entertainment this year. It's a beautiful right of a podcast. Love the passion for games, the squabbles, and the in. Uh, and and the uh, vaguely reasoned debate. The arguments are such a hallmark of the show. It's like the in-betweeners grew up slightly and formed a comedy podcast that just happens to be my favourite hobby as its theme. I've had a pretty grim year, but this podcast has lifted my spirit so many times with too many hilarious moments to mention. Here's to another year of James farting, Matt's addiction to adoption, Dave's rages, and hopefully more of Sean uh, sitting on the fence in vain in order to keep, uh, keep order between the rest of them. Most of all, despite the arguments, it's clear as day you love each other. And it's the chemistry that makes the podcast. Uh, we we had like we had so many messages and retweets and and comments about the game of the year show. Um, but I just wanted to read that one because uh, it spoke oh, to me. Oh god, it, it was it was incredible. The response was incredible, and we were we were texting each other daily with little bits that people sending us, and we really appreciate it. And um, I think I should also say thanks to everyone that that put a tip in a tip jar at the end of it because. Uh, Basically, you've paid for our server costs for the next year. So the show can go on. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going towards our server costs, uh, for next year and a little, little cheeky bonus at the end of it each, isn't it? So that's nice. Yeah, Puff I was hoping for a bit more so I can buy 800 pounds of editing software, but, um, as it is, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just cover the hosting <laughs> costs. Um, people James. seem to really, really like the, um, the game of the year show this year. And, um, uh, no, I mean, some people you know, really liked it. Some people really liked it. Some people, that <laughs> are in control of a website called Video Gamer. They seem to really enjoy it, didn't they? They bloody they enjoy it. it so much, they fucking ripped it off. No, Unbelievable. no, 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 no. You don't understand. There was a podcast in the eighties. You wouldn't have heard of it. It was great, <laughs> but it, but don't don't Google it. You can't. It wasn't there. But they've done. They did that years ago. Come on. I'll be honest, Matt. I listened to their podcast. So basically, if you don't know Video Gamer, a few people were messaging us on Discord going, "You've got to listen to Video Gamer's Game of the Year show." And I was like, "Okay, why is this?" And they would do doing the same format as what we do where you pull the names out of a hat and you face them off one by one and get a winner at the end of it um at first i was furious like someone has blatantly ripped our idea off um and then i listened to it and i thought actually i don't really need to worry i mean just let them <laughs> let them give it a go <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not sweating put it that way <laughs> no, all right no. <laughs> Keep it TCGS, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> right, okay, go on. Um, speaking of another game of the year show, <laughs> have, have you guys listened to any of the Giant Bomb ones this year? No. I did, yeah. They, I, 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 mean, I was really enjoying them. Mm. I mean, they, well, did, I, I've always loved them. They've always been a big highlight of my year, but this year... I, 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 I skipped loads. Even the last, like, six hours where they actually went for a top ten, that was that was so bad at points. So I was like, I'm not sure if I can do this. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Six hours to get through ten games. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in total, it was like 26 hours worth of podcasts over five days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the last thing was like a six-hour debate. Just, ch- I mean, it was, it was horrendous. I know, also, I know it's all subjective and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but how they could instantly... Like, they whacked up Battlegrounds as number one way too early. And I thought, but, you know, all right, I've not played Battlegrounds in its finished state. Um, you know, I've, I've put about probably 15 hours into the Xbox One version, which is clearly not, not as good as it is on the PC. Oh, I don't, still don't know how you can put it over Zelda. I don't know how you can put it over Zelda, let alone Mario. It's, 
that was crazy to me, which is stupid because I know people say that about whatever we put, but I mean, we made Trackmania the number one <laughs> last year, so I can't really, can't really comment, but still, come on, come on, boys, come on. Um, another big part of the feedback we got on the Game of the Year episode was mostly, uh, Evan's favorite now, uh, which is James Farley. They, they love the fact that he, he, in inverted commas, took me down. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure what all listeners got in for me, but, um, well, here, here's what all some this comments. has got in for you. Yeah, I mean, like mean? The, the, basically, they're like, um, Gotti James is my favorite James. Bang of a show. Glad Matt Farpoint Murray got his comeuppance. Um, I think because you should be, you should feel privileged that you were able to list the games that you wanted on that list, and you blew it, and people wanted to see you punished for that, and uh, rightly so. Yeah, I, think. There was, I, was, I mean, there was there was another game that you could have had on there, Matt was Assassin's Creed Origin. Just just out of curiosity, how much of that have you played since you got <laughs> For it? For like two hours, I think. <laughs> Fair Why? Enough. Is that what it says on his profile, James? Yeah, yeah it does, yeah. <laughs> 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 James, you're still doing that? Jesus Christ. Like, you, you got your moment, James. Don't milk it. Oh, is it? Because <laughs> I think I'll... what's even what's even worse than the, the um, what was it, Night in the Woods thing was how, what was it, Wolfenstein come up against... Um, Near? What's that other the automata? Yeah, near automata, right? And Wolfenstein versus near automata. Matt has completed Wolfenstein. Uh, said uh, how much confirmed. he loved it. He never played near automata, and he voted for near automata. <laughs> it, 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 that is insane, insane, Matt. You, I mean, you were all right. You were up against the ropes like, throughout that whole podcast. Yeah, I, fair I, enough. I, I got fucked from what, well, as James said, it was it's a max. It's a um, you know. It's, it's not Matt. Fu- it's, it's not Matt fucked year. It's, uh, it's a uh, Matt fucked up year. And I, I <laughs> well, you was completely getting screwed. That classic line. <laughs> yeah. didn't I was getting screwed from the first minute. Frankly, uh, that's not what that means. That means you deserved everything you got. I mean, not only have you not remembered it properly, you you forget what he was actually trying to say to you. You fucked it, Matt. Come on, you've got you've got to put the effort in to pull this back now. You need to be. <laughs> you I'm need to get in back in the good every books. day. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, with memes. They don't count. They don't count, Matt. The memes have been rubbish as well recently. Been- <laughs> no, they really haven't. They've proper lazy what, memes. How, what, what, what memes have I done recently? So Didn't rubbish, you do I can't remember. Probably. Yeah, I can't remember. Great. Great Ev. The best tweet we've had was you tweeting skate free. Brilliant. That yeah. was it. Well, yeah, but that's also a meme when that worked, so up yours. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone basically loving to get in the night in the wood section and basically everyone like, loves Farley. Ooh, you're hard. Um, uh, basically, uh, Tom Durbin <laughs> tweeted in, uh, after hearing about John joining the pod, I genuinely involuntarily exclaimed yes out loud when I heard John was, uh, joining the pod. Now I just need to swap out the other three Muppets for Chet Roivis. Uh, I would gladly step aside for that. Yeah. <laughs> I would gladly just go then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, I should probably say I berated John at the start there. I'm so glad he's joined the show. I'm so glad you've joined the show. You show John. It's, oh, thanks. We need, we need you. Every time you've been on, it's been great. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. taking the piss and everything. I appreciate but. it. And I just want to give a, a shout out. Loads of people said very kind words on, uh, on Twitter and, and everywhere since we made the announcement. And on the stream when we did it as well. So yeah, just massive thanks to anybody who just hit the, the like on the tweet or just said anything. Uh, really appreciate it. Maybe feel very welcome and uh, it's very warming for my soul. Mm, we've got to think of a proper initiation though. Um, suggestions, send them in uh, at mm, the computer. Uh, that like, sounds like something that's going to happen. Yeah, like strips of the waist. <laughs> 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 fighting. 
God, the usual. That's even follow up. Yeah, but once again, a massive thanks to everyone sending like a Discord message or tweet or done anything or commented on our Twitch streams over over Christmas break. Um, thank you ever so much. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod, or you can email the Computer Game Show at gmail dot com. James, let's get onto the news. Okay, we've got the first thing we got is uh, Burnout Paradise HD might be coming. Yeah, this is a rumor that's been gathering pace. Right? Is it pretty it- much confirmed for Japan? It seems to be, and it's, I mean, it's supposed to be, it seems to be, it's going to be uh, March and PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Although it's weird because when this was first heard, I heard it was supposed to be a, a Switch game, but it seems that, uh, yeah, it's in Japan for about £26. Do you, uh, I, I, I don't suppose it says, well, for starters, the whole HD, because I saw it as a HD remaster as well, and I thought, you, we've got to drop that now. Because it was I HD, mean, wasn't it? It was HD, as <laughs> the yeah. Xbox 360. Like, I mean, let's not call them HD remasters anymore. It's getting insane. Um, but, you know, I, I've played a lot of Burnout Paradise. I played a lot of Burnout Paradise last year, and it's still an excellent game to play. The problem is, we've now got Forza Horizon, which is, yeah, I mean, it's the natural, it's better. I, it is better. It's better than Burnout Paradise, and some people, I think oh, I think it offers something different, on, though. Dave. Burnout Paradise. Well, what does it offer different? Well, it's like destructible stuff. It's more. I don't know. I always felt that it's sort of more just ridiculous and fun, like than. Forza it is Horizon. more ridiculous. I'll give you that. But Forza, yeah, I suppose the online side of things was definitely better in Paradise, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. But the the solo play is better in Forza. What I'm saying is that nah. it's not. Uh, it definitely is. John. No way, man. Burnout when was the last time you like, played Burnout? Tw- a few weeks ago. Really? And you nothing still can touch think burnout. it's better? Nothing can no touch Burnout way. ever. Nothing can touch Burnout. They're different games for serving a different purpose, but that moment to moment in Burnout when you're just like flying, you get into that flow state, there's nothing else. There's nothing in Forza or anything like that. And Burnout uh, Paradise, know, like, just like ju- memorizing that world and just becoming kind of one with that map, all the stuff in there, every yeah, single angle what, that you turn. I know Forza has that, but. Yeah, um, and, and burnout was much more about racing, you know, in into one common traffic. Whereas there isn't as much of that in um, in that's true in Forza. There's mu- very much like there's traffic on the road, but burnout is very much you know weaving in and out, going on the wrong side of the road, and uh, it, it's brilliant for that. I mean, but uh, do I mean, you think this, you said this is a rumor for test- Switch? This could absolutely work on Switch. Surely it's like a 360 game, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, I would be surprised if this came out on Switch or or you know. Oh, I'll be up Do you think this is testing the waters for future burnout titles? Yeah, I, I think so. Just because Need for Speed, um, you know, we don't know the numbers, but the latest one clearly didn't do it. as well as they would have liked. Uh, the one before that, the same. That that brand, that EA sort of main arcade racing brand, is is damaged right now. So surely they're looking at their other one that they've had in their back pocket for a while that people still love. They still have Criterion. They're still there, you know, doing stuff for the uh, the Star Wars games. It's a kind of a skeleton version of Criterion, but they're still in that EA building. So, um, yeah, I, I reckon it's it's definitely that. This is what yeah, and I, I can't thought- see them going. Actually, keep them on Star Wars. Keep them on Star <laughs> Wars. I don't think they're saying that about it's anyone. Not that they used to be tested, like. You know, I'm, I'm fairly sure the Burnout game sold really well, and everyone loves them. So it's hardly a, or oh, it's a bit, oh, it's a risky. Of course it is. I've, I've, no, hold on. Of, of course it's risky. I mean, it's easy to say, yeah, I want a new Burnout game, but they've got to test. That. I mean, when was the last Burnout game? It, it was years ago. So there's a whole new market coming into play here, and they can't just yeah, but the last assume one was that it's going to come in, isn't it? One that like yeah. reviewed super well. I I gather it sold Matt, really well. Fucking well. years ago, mate. Yeah, years ago. It's less of a risk than like another Need for Speed, which isn't selling it again. 
I don't know because I mean I was always I always thought it was weird that they went for Need for Speed over Burnout, but then I guess but Need for Speed before like recently has always sold like really really well, hasn't it? Yeah, it was one it's, of the key yeah. franchises in in the whole industry. So yeah. yeah, it always destroyed Burnout. You know, the the Need for Speed Underground games were, were killing Burnout Three and and uh, Revenge and stuff like that sales wise. Unfortunately, I always, I always wondered who bought it because I never knew anybody that played that series. But every year it just seemed to do so it's well. Everybody you'd never speak to. Mm. You know, just all the people who play. It was one of the, you know, when people, now it's like Cold and FIFA, but it used to be more like, you know, Pro Evo slash FIFA and Need for Speed with the two, yep. you know, regular people games. <laughs> the normies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, I mean, I'd love to see Burnout come back. I'm I just, there's part of me that, uh, this is terrible, right? But there's part of me that hopes it isn't, like, if they do bring a new one that isn't open world, that it's back to, like, the Burnout 2, Burnout 3 era of just point-to-point racing, which would be mental. They would never do it. They'd, they'd, it would definitely be open world. But um, I fucking Burnout 2 was king for me. See, if they do Absolute this with, top of the with Paradise, though, I mean, I wonder what they're going to do with it, because you can already play Paradise on, like, an Xbox One, because it's already, like, backs compatible. So what are they going to do to this to make it worth buying it over, you can, you know, just playing it as you've already got it? They're just smarting it up, wouldn't they? And that'd be, that that'll be enough. I mean, when you think about it, can't you play last? Not last guy in uh, Shadow of the Colossus on PS4. No, because it's not got any backwards compatible stuff. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Weird. I do. I I think they're testing the waters, and a Switch version would not be against that. That would be that would be interesting. But you know okay, what happened though, don't you? If they do a Switch version, it'll end up looking like um like Rocket League did when it first came out. Oh my <laughs> god, have you seen Rocket League now though? I know in it's handheld improved, mode. Yeah. It's I mean it's better. nowhere near like as good obviously as the PS4 or Xbox One version, but I booted it up today for the first time in a while. I saw it when they enhanced it before and it looked a lot more acceptable. Now it looks really good. Like I'm really happy with how that looks on Switch. I mean compared to when it launched, Jesus, they've done a lot of work on so it. Can you so, see what's happening at the other end of the pitch now? Matt, you were the only one that couldn't see that. You were the only one that couldn't see it. I mean, it was it wasn't great, but it was, you were acting as if like there was fog on the halfway line. No, 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 no. You it could see like it, that. but it looked like Thomas was alone. You know, <laughs> James, back me up here. Isn't it that bad? It, it looked like right. a Lego game. Come on, it looks shocking. But you know, but I'm happy. With it looks bad now. It looked bad. It looks better now. Right. Okay. Next news story. Okay. So the next one we've got is um, the Switch is the fastest selling home console ever in the US. This is uh, this is brilliant. I mean, we, you know, we we said when we first saw the Switch, we were excited and we thought it was going to sell well. Um, my word, I did not expect it, expect it to sell this well. I mean, what was what were they originally saying that they wanted to get to thirty million units? Yeah, that was that, the sort of target, wasn't and it? I remember laughing at that on the show, and I probably shouldn't have done because I just thought that's not going to happen. But yeah, I was wrong about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I guess I'm a little bit surprised because, you know, you, when the Wii came out, there was people that you had n- no idea even knew what gaming was, you know, would look down on gaming, suddenly saying, I want to buy one of those Wii things. And I haven't had that with the Switch. Um, and that's all anecdotal, of, of course. But, mm. Well, that's, um, that's what's weird with this, because this, the previous record holder after this was the Wii. Like, that was the fastest selling before this, and now now this. It's uh, That's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's strange that... It hasn't been all over the... I suppose it has been on kids' TV and stuff like that, but... Oh, yeah. I don't it's know. been on kids' TV a lot. Yeah, but but I I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't had random people coming up to me and demanding to know where to buy one. You know what I mean? Like, I usually get... Yeah, I've I had a little bit of that, but um, certainly more than the Wii U that ever happened. But 
it just it feels like it's there's been quite a few kids in my in my son's like school year who've wanted it for Christmas and, and things like that. And yeah, I think there's that new generation that's come through of kids who are like now instead of Minecraft, they're growing back up with Mario like we did. Yeah. And that may just be because we're forcing them as parents, like me and you and James, all of us. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it, it, it's crossing that. The reason it's doing so well is that, you know, obviously it's an amazing piece of kit and it's, it's a fantastic console, but it, it's crossing that generational gap where, you know, the old old lot like us, the gamers, um, you know, the slightly more casual lot and then the the kids, man. That, that, that's, I think that's why it's flying. I think I think it's also started to like hit a good point with the with like mobile gaming as well because I mean from my perspective it always feels like sort of tablet gaming and sort of mobile gaming has kind of declined in a way I know I know it's still making loads of money but in terms of like the excitement the buzz around it mm-hmm. whereas you know because of like the free to play I think you know that that sort of side of things whereas people seem to be more interested in playing handhelds again but like playing like proper games on handhelds yeah. so uh, yeah. And also, I think it's one of those things that once you see someone else's and, and you play on it, whether you're, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, however old you are, you're like, you know, it's different. It's like, we know what Xboxes are for years, PlayStations, PCs, all this sort of stuff. Nothing's really changed from kind of an outsider's point of view, but you grab one of those things, you take the, the controllers off, you play it like that. Like, it's interesting and innovative and, you know, it always had the potential to be big. But I, for one, and I, I'm sure you guys as well, I kind of thought it would be another flop like the Wii U just because I thought the market had moved on. But here we are. Um, fantastic news, really. I, I mean, I've, well, I It's just... funny, when, when we originally saw the concept, we were all saying this is going to be massive. Uh, and then they did that initial reveal um, at the start of last year and we were like, they've completely fucked it. Uh, but it turns out, you know, they've tapped the right markets. They've got the indie stuff on there. And, and mm. it just so happens that the two, you know, major releases they had planned for it were, were better than we ever thought they would be, which is crazy considering it was Mario and Zelda. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've absolutely knocked it out of the park. It's been great. Yeah. And you can't underestimate like, um, Splatoon for Japan. Oh, this is US only, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Mario Kart 8, which is something that kind of everyone forgot about come game of the year. Cause obviously it's, you know, the old Wii U game with just a couple of bits tacked on, but that's, that's a monster. You know, it's, yeah, it, it, totally. it, yeah, yeah it's it says it here, like half of all Switch owners have got Mario Kart 8. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. But yeah. What have the other half got? That's, that's what I want to know. What, what, what <laughs> yeah. are they playing with? Uh, nuts. Okay. Fine. Cool. Okay, so last story is okay. Do you remember Lawbreakers? Oh yeah. Uh, I oh, mean, John does. Yeah, he's a big fan. Well, there was a story that came out which was um, yeah, Lawbreakers flopped apparently because of um, because of player unknowns battlegrounds, the ultimate life and death fight, and that's according to publisher Nexon. Uh, yeah, so they they're blaming battlegrounds for for Lawbreakers failing, and it turns yeah, out that's a bit sensationalised. They weren't actually blaming them for it, were they? They they sort of said, you know, possible reasons why the revenue went down because th- no one give a shit because everyone was buzzing about this battlegrounds yeah. game and I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a fair statement. I, I think it, it got a lot of news stories written about it when it when it came out. Actually, apparently it came out in November. The statement, but it got picked up on last week. Mm-hmm. But mm. I think if you just you just read their statement, it's like okay, you need to take ownership a little bit more of your own failures. But you, that is the reason that. What everybody on on PC was playing PUBG, you know, that is what was happening. So yeah, that's got to be a large reason why other people weren't diving off to another competitive shooter that was very kind of old fashioned, didn't have much visual appeal, is brilliant, but you know, 
the, the biggest game ever on Steam happened to launch pretty much the same time. Yeah. And the, what Lawbreakers came out August, I think PUBG launched in May, but really started to take off around the summer, like July, August. I mean, I think it's fair. I think it's a fair thing to say. I don't, they, they didn't put out a statement saying this is why, you know, it's just, it was like a sentence within the, their statement. And yeah, it, it was an interview, and long story short, the, the, the game's been written off on their balance sheet now as a, uh, yeah, yeah worthless. Lost, <laughs> it says the other there's a twenty four million pound expenses hole. Mm, um, Jesus is, Christ! And it's I mean it's weird because I mean usually though even though there's like a game like Battlegrounds which has done like really really well you'd still think there'd be room for this but then it says in like you know the, the player count has dipped to like double figures. Yeah, I mean that's that's insane. Like, how, yeah, well, how does... I mean it, it is a combination of factors, isn't it? I think you know the game is a failure in many ways, um, not mechanically but sort of all the outside stuff. Plus, uh, they came at it with a kind of arrogant marketing um, campaign. Uh, they thought it was going to be sort of automatically big from its heritage. Um, it did a lot of stuff that, that Overwatch did, but Overwatch has far more appeal. And it, it's, it's actually, once you get into it, even though it has a lot of stuff that Overwatch has in terms of like the heroes and uh, you know abilities and things like that, Lawbreakers is far more of a shooter than Overwatch and um, it does have some unique stuff with the anti-grav and the combos of, uh, of your abilities and things like that but ultimately um, yeah they came out it, it, they just it's a succession of failures and then everybody started piling on yeah. we saw that people were jumping on the chance to say what the player, concurrent player number was some people were jumping on oh, the chance totally, to kick yeah. it while it's down it just became the meme of the year to kick lawbreakers and it's just a shame because like it's fucking great. It's a, it's a fantastic shooter. I mean, it's, it's so good. And I went on the other day to give it another chance because I, you know, I'd stopped playing it as well just because a bunch of other stuff came up and you know what it's like. You know, we play lots of different games. So it's just kind of the nature of the beast. And I just couldn't get a game on PS4. And that was really upsetting because people used to say this about Titanfall 1 that there's no players and all this stuff, but that wasn't true. You could always get a game on Xbox like within yeah. two minutes, always. But you, I just literally couldn't. I just had the thing running for like sort of five, ten minutes. I just could not get a game. And it's, it's a real shame. So I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping they go free like tomorrow and just give it like one last chance to to find a little audience. Yeah, I can't but, wait for them to go free and say the player counts increased ten thousand yeah. percent. But if they go free and sell loot boxes, they can might, might be able to, to yeah. sustain it's something. A shame. I mean, you know, there's loot boxes no in there. No one really obviously. cared for that game today, but I, and yeah, I just said put piled on. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame because the other games is just, you know, that didn't find audiences like Evolve and, and, and things like that. They just weren't on this level. This is like very, very good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you look at look, the two that stick out are, um, is it Battleborn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Evolve. And, and the main criticisms towards those games is that they were just bad games. Yeah. Um, and that didn't seem to be the case with this. All the reviews were pretty good. Um, so it yeah, seems anyone who's more played it for a, more than like 90 minutes rates it as far as I'm, I'm aware I've never heard of anybody who's played it at length and doesn't think it's very good mm. okay is that it? that's it that's all i got well not a lot happened between well, <laughs> Christmas there, and now there was one other thing that Matt wanted to bring up about how Go on, what did Matt want to bring up? well the Xbox I, app has been updated now so that you can do voice chat like outside of using your Xbox, like you can with the with the Switch's voice app, but I don't think anyone cares about that. Yeah, why did you want to bring that up, Matt? I, well, I, because we we ripped into like the Switch for doing it, and now clearly Microsoft think actually maybe it is a good idea, 
And well, no, Microsoft, you can already do it through the console. There's a completely different scenario. Scenario. The reason we ripped, ripped into the Switch here is because you had to use your mobile phone. I, I get that. Not because you I could. just thought it was interesting. Like, what, why would Microsoft, you know, what, why would they? Okay, what have you been playing person, then? Should we start yeah. what you've been playing? Yes, <laughs> my word. Okay, <laughs> let's go. We should probably start with a game that was on our um, uh, Game of the Year show list uh, that we couldn't really get 100% oh, behind. Oh, yes, definitely. It, yeah, Farpoint. It hadn't finished. <laughs> Who else played Farpoint over Christmas? <laughs> get out of it. No. Matt, I wanted to John, give Matt a before. To I wanted to give Matt a little bit of a shout on, on that game, actually. So I thought it was a, a bit unfair how much stick he got because, um, you know, nobody else had played Farpoint and, uh, and Matt did obviously thoroughly enjoy it. It really spoke to him. Uh, I have actually played Farpoint and Matt was wrong. The game is fucking awful. That's <laughs> just like the point. I'm, I'm allowed to say that because I've played the like game. <laughs> when you first started that, I was going to stop you and go, that's not what you said to me on the Xbox last night. <laughs> and then you just went straight into it. So it was all good. John, we both wanted to play that. We're both very excited, but you, you felt poorly after turning it on. Like, it's, it's a fine game that's for not, anyone, yeah. anyone who's got a PSVR get it. Life is Strange Before the Storm is what I'm talking about. The third episode came out and um, and we were a little bit hesitant. I mean, if it was as good as the first two episodes, then brilliant. This could definitely be up there with some of the best games of the year. Uh, if it was a flop, then, you know, would it look embarrassing if we pushed it too far? Um, James, you've played it as well, haven't you? I have, yeah. I finished it about a few days ago. Massively disappointing, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's um, it's a real shame actually what happened with that because I mean, whilst it's not it's not awful or anything, it's just nothing that really that they tried to do in the first two episodes really lands. I think in the third episode. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, the the two. Well, I, I've spoken about the risks that that game played, uh, that game made a lot, right? And how it pulled it off, and a lot of it was, hey, let's put real emphasis on the relationship between these two characters let's make it feel real let's sort of explore their feelings towards each other and that's where that game stood out um and it completely drops that for episode three they're barely on the screen together um and then it turns into some weird forced detective game for a little bit and then you and you, the moral choice that it gives you at the end is so forced and poorly written and comes out of absolute nowhere that you just kind of think, what the fuck is this? Like, how is this? What, it doesn't even make sense and I don't care. Like, it was so disheartening to see and it felt rushed as well. Did you have like glitches while you were playing it? No, I didn't have anything Where, like, like subtitles that. would like keep coming up, like the same subtitles kept coming stuff like that. No, you not have that. I didn't have that, no. Although, you see, one I, of the other things that I thought was kind of a shame with this that I, I didn't feel they really ran with was, you know, they had that whole system of how you were supposed to argue, you know, and you were supposed to, like, respond to what they were saying and everything. Yeah, I hated that. And yeah. it, well, they didn't really do anything with it, though, did they? No, Cause they it didn't. Because it was very didn't. rarely in it. It was just, like, towards the end you got to do it. And there was that really... So we can't spoil it, can we? But there was, there was so no. many bits in it which didn't really feel... You know, it didn't flow properly at all. There was... Things came out of nowhere as well, which... You know, it seemed to make no sense at all. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a real disappointment after the first, the first two. It really felt like they were and that's nothing. Up. That's not taken away from the first two episodes. I no, still no, think the great. first two episodes were really well done. And can I ask playing. a? Can I ask a question? Yeah. About um, so Life is Strange obviously is one of the you know most talked about games of the last couple of years in amongst you know people who like to discuss and you know uh, video games and really get into them and that's fantastic. I've still not played it. I've got the the first season sitting on my PlayStation from PS Plus. So what from my perception of what it is, it's like a sort of adventure game 
Walking Dead style thing, but with you know, mm. teenage girls, etc. But what's the moment to moment in in these games? I still don't know what you're doing moment well, to they're moment. Different, they're different from the two series. So in the first series, you played as Max, and the whole idea is that uh, she's just a an average high school girl. Um, she's like into photography and stuff like right. that. She's a bit blank canvas, and um, you're walking around, and then you suddenly get the ability to rewind time, and she doesn't know like how this has happened okay. or why it's happened. Um, but the 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 you know everyone says it's Twin Peaks, and I guess I've not seen Twin Peaks, but I guess what they're saying is that it's very ordinary people, um, living very you know sort of ordinary drama like the 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 drama between the characters is all very ordinary mm-hmm. you know there's a uh, a girl that's lost her dad and she's having to deal with a stepdad coming into her life and um she's rebelling and then there's a, a like a a popular girl but obviously she's got hidden problems and she's dealing with that but there's all sorts of weird supernatural stuff around happening around them and it's more about how they react with each other in these bizarre situations than it is um about you know what's going on so from moment to moment in first series you you've got there are a few puzzles that you're solving by rewinding time and changing things and letting it play out again um you can um solve problems between friends by rewinding time and answering correctly and stuff like this then there's moral choices and the the trick of the first series was that um like in a telltale game you make a moral choice and you've got to be quick you've got to do it yeah well this one flips that and it says no you've got all the time in the world but then you have to stick with it. So you get to see a little bit into the future of how that would affect um, the people around you. And then you can rewind it and say, actually, if I do the other way, how's that going to affect them? Oh, fuck, what's worse? Is it this bad Mm -hmm. scenario or this bad scenario? It's that, and then also they flip it as well a bit towards the end where it's, uh, yeah, things change significantly. Yeah, the time uh, travel stuff, they go into that a little bit more and uh, um, everything gets, it sort of like slowly builds into this massive sort of, I mean, it gets stupid towards the end of series one in terms of the supernatural stuff but you don't care about all that stuff like the whole idea is that there's a tornado heading to the town and by the end of it although that's been ramped up you don't really care about that tornado you care about the characters and what they're going through and that that's that's why it was so good and the second series of course it didn't have that rewind mechanic and they tried to replace it with this arguing mechanic where someone says something and you've got to come back with a comeback that relates to what they've just said didn't really work i don't know how you also yeah they, much. they just really rarely use it as well so it's yeah it's suddenly like because i remember when i did it in in the third game in the third in the third episode it just suddenly happened i was like oh yeah there was this as well and they, they kind of did it and it was yeah it was it wasn't very good but what's really cool about the second series is that a character that's so insanely confident in the first series, you can see how she's got to that point. Like she starts off, she's very vulnerable. She's meeting this new person and she's not herself. Like, and you can, you see glimpses of that every time they're both on screen. And it was really good to watch, especially because you knew where that whole thing was ending up because it was a prequel, right? So you know what happened to yeah, these sure. characters. Um, and it was quite tragic. So, the stuff that you're experiencing in series two, you've got that in the back of your mind. And they play on it so well, mm. so well. And then in the third episode, they drop it and try and turn it into a full-on drama that doesn't work. Everything feels forced. And it felt, actually, I don't know if you felt like this, James. It felt that maybe it should have been five episodes and not three. Because yeah. 
they tried to cram so much into that third episode that it just fell to pieces, mm-hmm. uh, which is such a shame. Although that last scene, yeah, of a, that fantastic. episode <laughs> it almost made me feel sick. Yeah. It was horrific, um, uh, but really well done. Like yeah. it's one of those things that's horrific without like it's all implying something. It's not actually showing you anything gruesome or anything. Mm. Um, so, so do you think this horrible. has given you lots more insight and that when season two starts, you'll be like, Oh God, I played that because I know that about the story or is it very well, much? I a don't, we don't know if it's going to be the same. Get it completely in. Yeah. We don't know if it's going to be the same characters or anything, do we? I so there's also, I'm not sure there's also that extra episode as well, isn't there? That's coming out soon. That's yeah. Well, you play as Max. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how they, how that works out. I'm a lot less interested in that now. Mm-hmm. After playing that third episode, I'm a lot less interested in it. But um, we'll see if it gets good reviews. I might pick it up. Uh, so there was that. And another disappointing game I played uh, over Christmas was uh, Ukulele on the Switch. Um, as a huge Banjo-Kazooie fan, it, it's... Oh, my God. What an absolute gutting thing to play. Like, totally... It's It's completely summed up by the first music you hear in it. Which is like, you know, the classic Banjo-Kazooie music. In this, it's like, dun, 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 And you're like, well, this sounds a bit like Banjo-Kazooie, but you fucked it up. Like those adverts that are trying to rip off like a pop song or whatever. Just change it a little bit to avoid a lawsuit. It's like that throughout the whole game. Like it feels like it's trying to be Banjo-Kazooie. Rather taking what was good about that game and enhancing it or or bringing it into... yeah, And it doesn't help that I've just played Odyssey, which literally takes Mario 64 and brings it into a new generation, really hones in on why people like that game and tried new things and tried, you know, and everything it does works. With this, it's total dog shit. Visually, it's awful. The sounds are awful. John, you've played this, right? Yeah. The music in that fucking ice level is some of the worst music I've ever heard in a game ever. And if there's one thing that Banjo-Kazooie nails, it's the music. Uh, Yeah, I I can't remember the specific tunes because I I played it a long time ago. But um, a lot of the sound and music did make me want to kind of scoop my own kneecaps out. But yeah, yeah, I I, I, I like Banjo-Kazooie back in the day, but I always hated the way the creatures talked, it used to just drive me insane. I could, there's that? something yeah. about that, those ooh, noises. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and ukulele yeah. has that as yeah. well. So it's just, that was a nasty flashback that I did not need. I never thought I'd have to hear that, that and noise there's again. Loads, there's loads of these characters in it that, that have zero charm. Like yeah, one thing you can say, all right, you didn't like the noises they made, but bottles was a great character. And you know, Banjo and Kazoo themselves, they, they had, you know, they were funny, they were witty, mm. and in this, it's like, oh, it just feels like someone had tried to make a Banjo-Kazooie that game and completely missed the point. Um, and, you know, it controls poorly, the frame rate is shocking, the boss fights are a total mess. Um, I'm absolutely... Like, here's the other thing, the worlds are actually quite big, and the more pages you can you collect, you can actually expand them, which is a neat mechanic. However, the game checkpoints every time you enter the world or enter a cave or whatever so you can travel from one area of the map to the complete opposite fall off a ledge die and you'll be right at the start again unless you go through like a doorway or something and it's just like oh my god why am i doing this what the fuck is the point um yeah i i was you know when everyone started slating this when it first came out i thought yeah but not everyone was on board with banjo kazooie and then the 
killer for me was when I heard Darren talk about it, Darren Gargett, when he was slagging it off on this show, I was like, oh man, you're, you're like me when it comes to banjo. So that's really hard to hear. And there was still a part of me thinking, but still there's got to be some sort of the banjo kazooie feeling in here somewhere. And there's just not like even the, the main enemy in the game is like, it's shocking. It's grew from despicable me, (laughs) but as a minion, like it, it, it is the minion grew. Like he's, he looks like grew and he walks like grew and he's yellow. And it's just like, what the fuck is, what is this? Um, and yeah, obviously it, if it ain't running on the PS4 or the Xbox one, it ain't running on the switch, you know, and that shows up in anywhere with, um, open areas, man, the game crawls. Uh, and of course the fucking controlling the thing is just a, a huge pain in the ass. It's so gutting, man. And I was so surprised by this because I I really thought that you'd find something to love in this. I don't know why. I just because of your banjo love, I thought you'd find something. And when because I, I texted you about it, I was like, you know, how is it? Is it? And I, I was expecting you to say, oh, it's, it's not that great. It's it's you know just a bit of a more platformer. But then there's this like diatribe of like hate for it. I was I was really, <laughs> I was really shocked. I think what it is is that if it tried to be a banjo kazooie style game um like brought out in 2017 then fine but it wasn't it was trying to be a band it was trying to be banjo kazooie like and it just was not that i mean even you know the uh Laylee on your back the bat she's like just speaking trash like kazooie did but just nowhere near as funny Nowhere near as cutting, and they reference the game, and or, you know, like they did in Banjo Kazooie, but not one smile out of it. It was just horrible. And in fact, the best thing was, I, I, I loaded up Banjo Kazooie to try to try and see actually was I wrong about that as well. Uh, and then I played it for like ten minutes. I was like, nope, that is still brilliant. <laughs> like this is actual dog shit. Um, Matt, you've been continuing with Dark Souls. You're doing quite well, man. We, we saw you. Yeah. We were chatting last night. John and I were playing PUBG, and uh, I had your stream up while I was waiting for him to finish a game. And I went, holy shit, he's beating the um, what's it, the- dragon. Oh, the- Gaping Dragon, yeah. yeah. I did it my first go as well, which I was... Uh, nice. Yeah, I, 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 I got to it, and uh, I asked <laughs> nice. I asked the chat what the boss was about, and everyone agreed not to tell me, because they thought it was better to surprise me. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm never going to do this. And then I think it was Oodles in the chat, so look, just find out what how how to kill him, and then we'll come back next week. But um, it actually wasn't that hard at all. It's just it's a very simple sort of pattern. So yeah, I got that first done, first go. and uh, I th- So is that me done in the depths now? Is that the depths um, done? Yeah, that's yep. the depths done. I think, I mean, you can still, I think you do have to still go down there once in a while. I'm sure I went down there later on. Maybe it was just to collect humanity. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's the main boss in the depths done. Cool. So it's now on to Blight Town. But, but, but do I not have to go to the garden? People recommend I go to the garden. No, I mean, I said no, but I, mean, I would. Do what you want. I, yeah. I mean, would, you could do you whatever know. you Yeah. Why would you say yes? Well, I mean, I said I would. I did. That's probably more. An accurate thing to yeah, say. Yeah, I think that's probably it. It's yeah. just you want to stick to. I mean, I didn't, so do we want? There's no yeah. right, right, you get or wrong that, way. You get that dope ring though in um, in the garden, don't you? The, um, but the, the way I see it, there are two bosses in the garden, isn't there? Because the garden leads onto the forest, so there are two main bosses down there. Wouldn't you want to do them in one go? Because there's no way he's doing Sif right now, is there? I didn't do them in one go. I went. And go, I actually went to the garden before. Um, before the depths, the depths in that playthrough, yeah, and I got that that ring, um, 
what does that ring do? I can't remember. Maybe it helps with encumbrance or something. Can't remember. People are probably screaming right now. And then yeah, I fought the boss at the end of that. And then I went down and did the depths. And then uh, yeah, I did that other boss later. But you know, we do whatever, do whatever. Yeah. Matt, whatever I, I mean, want. I think I've only like I think I've only played like twelve or thirteen hours so far. And because I've passed that that place, I was you know years ago, a couple of years ago. Now it feels I feel like I'll be on a massive journey. But actually, it's only been like thirteen hours. Um, and at least two of those was trying to beat Capra Demon, which I did. You did it, mate. And uh, James has paid Dave the ten pounds. I did, yeah. He has. Yeah. Thanks for that, James. I don't know what you were thinking. Like genuinely, when I, you when you, I forgot. You see, the thing is, I assume I oh, okay. I forgot that Matt was not going to play it like I did, and so you know because I just thought it was you know I didn't realize he could ask for help and all what? that kind of thing. Why and, didn't you, know, you not? Well, well, do you think I every just, Dark Souls player uh, now has to avoid the internet? <laughs> I don't know. I just, and call me. I don't know. <laughs> well, you see, I, I went on two things. I thought either, you know, for one thing, I, f- I forgot that he'd be able to ask for help and also there'd be people in the chat be able to help him and stuff. But then also, you know, I just figured Matt hasn't got a great track record of finishing stuff. And I just thought he, he won't be able to keep up with it, but he's proven yeah, me wrong. Yeah, but you know what Matt's like, right? Matt is definitely, if you leave him be, then he he's like that. He's like, no, fuck it. I play it for an hour and I'm done. But if you if he sets his mind to it, then that's it. He's yeah. done. You know, like he'll be on that now until he finishes. Really it. He'll, he will it. finish I, it. I don't. It, like I did one over Christmas, um, and it wasn't on a Sunday, but I just wanted to do one. And I played last night, and I really want to play again. But uh, it's my you're you're in my favourite period of the game. Like f- throughout after beating the um, gargoyles right the way through to Analondo, I loved it. Mm. Uh, and then and then I hit a wall again. Um, so uh, yeah, you're in, the, in my favourite bit, I think. And then the third act, as uh, as I always say, is is uh, pretty much dog shit <laughs> from there on. Right, the whole last four bosses that you have to beat before going and finishing the game. But no, I, uh, I'm absolutely loving good. it. Uh, I haven't really had, even when I was trying to beat Capra for like two or two hours or so. That, that even that wasn't frustrating. Maybe it's because I got the chat for company or whatever. But um, yeah, I Fuck it hell, John Haley had a breakdown when he was doing that. There was it no nearly about it. <laughs> <laughs> you were texting. You were texting me throughout the day. I'm still angry about that. It was years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Okay. Well, and uh, I'm replaying well, battlegrounds with everyone else. Well, I was saving it, but should we do the battlegrounds chat? Let's do it because this is the game we've been playing the most. I think over this Christmas. This is basically all I, mean, I played. I, w- I had. I've got obviously loads of other games to play to finish, and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll play Life is Strange. I've got that to do. Others, maybe I'll start The Witcher. No, I just play this every night. <laughs> yeah, Chet yeah. sent us a text this morning saying, "Is Battlegrounds affecting anyone else's sleep?" And I was like, "Yes, it is absolutely affecting my sleep. I, I have not been to bed before half twelve for well since I got the game on Christmas Day. Uh, Chet gave it to me for Christmas." Um, and I, I absolutely adore it. Mm-hmm. I adore it, but there are obvious reservations. I mean, it, it's terrible. The yeah. condition so, of so it. So how, how are we going to do this? Should we, should we talk about? We're all playing on Xbox, so anybody who's played on PC for months, apologies because you've heard yep. all this before. And then talk about individual experiences. And then I want to talk a little bit about comparing it to Fortnite as well. But okay. uh, yeah. So would you, should we? Yeah. Let's so do exactly that. Bit, Let's yeah. do exactly that. So. Let's get the technical stuff out of the way. The, at the moment, it runs like shit on the Xbox One. It crashes, and this is oh, both To on... be fair, though, before before you go on, new patch dropped today, Monday the 8th in the morning, and it runs much smoother. Um, people are reporting basically no crashes, and um, it's still obviously a bit of a, a fucking mess, but 
you know, significantly better than when we were playing it on Sunday. So I just have to, to say that, but that's not to say that it hasn't been a mess since launch and it's still, you know, still janky yeah, as hell. Yeah, no, totally. And, and I totally expect them to completely, you know, get this up to speed. It will take them a while, but I think they will start now that the PC version's out, which has obviously been their main priority because they've always said they wanted to get it to 1.0 before uh, the end of last year. Um, I think they will start focusing on sorting out the um, the Xbox version. But yeah, I've been playing it on a launch day Xbox and um, Matt's been playing it. Matt and John have been playing it on uh, Xbox One X and we've both been, been getting an insane amount of crashes. Like, I'd say one every three games oh, crashes yeah, at some I mean, point. Crashes are, so what what typically happens is someone, yeah, well, I guess anyone in the squad you're playing with, um, one of us will just crash the main menu. If you're playing on a squad, you can, when the game reloads back up, you can, in the main menu, you can quickly go back into your into your squad and quickly back into the game, which is good. But that does mean that your the player that was left um, in the game is now is still doing the thing that you basically that the, when it crashed it you're was when doing. It crashed, like, yeah. I, I I played a game with uh, Chris that we know, and he was strafing at the time it crashed, and then he was out of the game, like reloading it back up while his player was you know strafing across the entire map out out of, the, out of the circle we've had so many times where one of us has the game has crashed on one of us where we've been in the car and then the others can't get out of the car really because otherwise it would be like a, a dummy just, yeah, driving a dummy along at full speed doing nothing yeah. <laughs> and, and i think i think james when james played it or someone someone played it he crashed when he was running and then he was just running <laughs> on his own i need to try and get in front of him to stop him but i couldn't because he was running so fast so yeah, yeah all those times where players are crashing and then it's not so bad if you're say in the circle when you're or maybe you're in a building it's fine because there is enough time for you to get back into the game but, but when you're like strafing or running and then it crashes and then that player is just running across the map like I'm sorry James I couldn't help I couldn't help you yeah brilliant. but there's there's also been other things like the, the world not loading by the time you land oh god yeah and, that, that's um, shocking when you land you're like I think this is a building oh shit okay the textures are there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also I mean I might sound a bit bitter here um, but <laughs> I swear to god the impact the hitboxes and stuff are, are completely screwed I think it might be a lag issue or whatever but my word, the amount of gunfights that I've had where i am clearly got the fucking crosshair over them firing away and it just doesn't register and then one pops to the head and I'm dead. Like it's infuri- that is infuriating, especially the nature of PUBG um, is that obviously you're out of the game once you're dead. Um, it's just like, what's the fucking point? Um, but with all that being said, I, I cannot deny that this is, I, I have fucking loved it like i i never thought i would like it well we played a lot of fortnite john Mm. and we'll come to the comparisons uh as you say but i had no idea that the vast majority of the pill appeal for me for this game would be in the stories the the, the journey that you go on and i mean there are times where you land and you die straight away and it's like oh fuck this um and then you have to wait ages to get back into a game and stuff um but the games that last and this is the weird thing with PUBG when you sit down in the evening and you say right let's play a game you that game could last five minutes it could last nearly an hour yeah like it, it, it and the ones that last that long are so good and we'll come on to the end game bit in a bit because I know we've been discussing that recently and saying maybe that's not as much fun but 
for the 40 minutes where you're building up and moving, you don't even need to see another person. The tension throughout the whole thing and gearing up and swapping gear between you and um, making sure you have enough bandages or, or um, enough uh, equipment is brilliant. It's a- absolutely brilliant. And then all of a sudden you'll be in a house and you'll hear a car pull up and you're like, fuck, right, everyone get into place. And you, every game that I've played has felt completely unique. That's the thing. Um yeah, it's totally. a new story every time, uh, and it's it's really quite amazing. And obviously, you know, I'll only say this one more time, but people have been playing on PC for the last six seven months. They know this already, so this isn't news to those people. But you know, realistically, I had played a bit on PC. I know Matt played a bit on PC, but um, this is uh, you know our real first experiences with this game, and just the size and the scope of the map. There are elements of of, of Battlefield in that. One of the things that I loved about that game and love about that game compared to Call of Duty is that, you know, it's sort of a simulator for moments, a simulator for memories almost, you know, a simulator for stuff that you want to capture or talk about. And and, yeah. and PUBG is just that sort of um, amplified, you know, obviously, depending on where you drop, depending on where the circle is, depending on how, you know, if you're playing with other people or playing alone, depending on what weapons you get early on. Um, yeah. It's a completely unique narrative every single time. I have key memories in my mind of just stuff that's happened in matches. Just last night when I was playing with with Chet and we suddenly got chased by two guys on a motorbike and a sidecar popping us and we hid our little car under a bridge and drove away and then they, they couldn't catch up. Just little things like that or when we were uh, holding down the top of the observation tower in the South Island and then we just heard people come and we heard the door open and we were like, fuck, fuck, fuck fuck um i mean it just it's kind of the stuff that multiplayer games have always promised and always you know had the potential to do realized and that's i think why you put up so much of the shit especially on xbox since the launch like the you know it's it's in early access or preview or whatever they want to call it in, in xbox so fair enough and it was only 20 quid as well but um you know it's been it's been awful at times with all the stuff that they've talked about but you put up with it you put up with it because it's delivering kind of a level of of sort of narrative immersion which is a weird thing to say about a game that has no story um it's delivering that in a way that that basically nothing else ever has and yeah, it's um, worth it for so i'll talk about Fortnite in a minute which is you know mimics a lot of what, what PUBG does yeah. as well but you know PUBG's on a completely different level and i think it's due to the scope due to the systems and you know just even simple stuff like the vehicles but uh i was listening to a podcast today with um, player unknown himself on the h3 podcast the podcast that i don't normally enjoy but this was a really good interview he's a really interesting guy and basically he's never really played any other games he's you know just played odds and sods here and there but he's just come from this like very specific military shooter background then didn't really play games for a while then played uh found daisy appeared in the he had time to play games and then it just all went from there and so you can kind of see that singular focus of what he's wanted. He's not bringing in all of these outside sources in his mind, you know, the years and years of multiplayer that we've all experienced. His has been very specific. So to this huge audience that has suddenly got now, you know, and he's refined that and made that more mainstream over sort of four games across like H1Z1, across Armour um, and, and whatnot, and DayZ. Um He's now just, you know, created a bunch of new systems that is delivering something that we've never really had before but it's also so simple and that's the other beautiful thing about it like anyone can watch this game anyone can watch it and know what's going on like i can't watch most esports games and and know what's going on unless it's a fighting game really or football rocket league but anybody could watch a game of PUBG and be able to follow it straight away they might not know the intricacies and the nuances and why this attachment and all that sort of stuff obviously but 
guy drops in there's a hundred of them last one survives anyone can watch it and it's just it's just a game of drama and um that's why i've been staying up till gone two night after night i'm fucking haggard i go to bed my adrenaline is so jacked that i can't sleep wake up thinking about circles it's 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 becoming detrimental to my health but uh, I'm not going to stop. Well, I was thinking about stopping, then I got a, a chicken dinner today, um, just oh, randomly. Oh, God, you sending me that picture of your chicken dinner today, like, as, uh, last night, I had a terrible night on it. Yeah, last, it was right. Like, an absolutely terrible night. I got killed. It felt like I could do nothing but be the first dead. And when you're first dead and you've got uh, a whole squad, it's like, okay, now I'm just sitting here watching you play, which can be fun, but at the same yeah, time, it's, you're it, so frustrated It's fun if you die killed. 10 minutes from the end, but if you die... 35 minutes from the end <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. It, it's yeah, it, not it, good it was infuriating and then it felt that there was nothing I could do because if I was lagging behind I'd get picked off by someone and if I was going ahead I would walk into a house and there'd be a person with a shotgun there and I'd just be like well, what the fuck am I supposed to do maybe stick with a um, group <laughs> so, oh, sorry Matt is that coming from you is that coming <laughs> from you that's very true yeah just that I'm going to another town to try how, and get stuff that you can't get how many get. chicken dinners have you won Dave John, yeah. you know what I said to you like about last night yeah. about Matt winning things? You did right? say that. Do you remember? Yeah. I said, I love Matt. I'm really happy for him when he does something like this, uh, beating the dragon in one, right? He's infuriating when he achieves something like that. He's a very, very <laughs> bad winner. And I knew that was going to come up. How many chicken dinners have you got, mate? Fuck off, Matt. Fuck off. Honestly. I didn't even talk I to did... you about Dark Souls, so uh, you can't. No, I was watching it on Twitch, and I was like, I, didn't I? Because I said, fucking, he's done it. Yes, Matt, get in there. And then you start going, yeah, first time. And I was like, fuck off, Matt, you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> it was a surprise to me. Instantly got angry. Why it's, is it a surprise? It's the, it's the Palace fan in him, Dave. Yeah, it's the smug. And, well, don't, 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 I'm not too worried about that. They got knocked out by Brian in the FA Cup tonight, so it's all right. Um, yeah, so... I mean, the amount of stories that I've got, my favourite is still when we were doing a four-man squad game um, and we'd literally just landed. I'd run into this house and hadn't realised that someone had opened it from the other side and standing in there was a woman in her underwear with a two, two uh, what is it, double-barrel shotgun mm. pointed right at my head. She managed to miss with the first shot, miss with the second. As she's reloading, I'm just punching her in the face <laughs> as hard as I can, hoping that she might drop before the end. All of a sudden, a third door, blo- like, flung open and it was Zeno our mate Zeno with a gun and he just went stand back <laughs> and I stood back and then he just blew her head off and I was just like this is the best game ever that like that one moment there was better than most other games that I've played for hours mm. you know it was it was that good um and yeah it was we were saying last night that maybe we've hammered it too much and we were getting a little bit um, uh, tired of it, but I definitely think it's going to be the one of those games that lives on a hard drive, and we'll we'll take a couple of months off, and then we'll come back and say someone will go, "Do you want a game of PUBG? Yeah, fuck it, let's play PUBG," and then we'll play it hardcore for a month again, and then drift away. I think it will always be yeah, there. Yeah, I think it's going to be in, it's going to be in the rotation for a long time. I definitely. And think what's great be. is that they're going to be improving it. So the, every well, yeah, time honestly, you, do you haven't that, played it yet today. Um, you know. I got chicken dinner today. We've just seen that Chet and Zeno have got a chicken dinner this afternoon. With uh, I got a bunch of kills, which is not like me. I was awful at shooting. I'm not great at shooting in multiplayer games at the best of times. Truly awful in PUBG on Xbox. But suddenly, like this, I was like getting headshots and aiming, and I was like, oh, that, well, this feels a bit different. And again, yeah, the the boys just got chucked in as well today. So maybe 
the the the, the tweaks that they've done to the FPS and things like that um it is going to mean that you're going to have a much better time on it or 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 maybe you're not <laughs> we shall see but yeah that's it. just to just kind of like uh go on what you said about those moments like the 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 chicken dinner I had today I was just like waiting I was going to play a game with Chet sneaky one during the day during lunch hour and um he'd forgotten to do the update so I had to play it on my own uh, accidentally. <laughs> that's funny because you literally reminded him to get do the update twice. it does it automatically twice. I did it twice um <laughs> but <laughs> He, uh, I accidentally launched into a duos, um, instead of a solo, uh, which is what I was planning to do. And I was planning drop in the school, which if you've not played PUBG is the basically the middle of the map where everyone drops. There's a bunch of loot there and it's basically an f- absolute fight. Most games of PUBG, you'll drop somewhere reasonably remote. You might not see anyone for 20 minutes. It's quiet and then it builds and it builds and you have peaks and troughs. But if you drop in a school, it's a fight straight away. So I thought I'll drop yeah. in the school, get into a fight, maybe die in two minutes, see what happens. Got into the school, survived, which is a rare thing anyway. Got a couple of kills in there. And then uh, the guy I was with had just landed on all the way to the other side of the map. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, I don't know who this person is. Fair enough. Managed to like sneak my way out of the school, go up some hills. A guy had a buggy comes past. I blew out his tire and headshotted him. I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm playing really well. And I was like, well, this guy's still alive. Move into the circle. And I was like, this guy's still alive. And then I was like, he's running towards me. He's finally met up with me. And this guy came and he ran up to me, jumped in my buggy that I'd stolen these other people. We razzed it into the circle. And then the me and this guy just hiding in this hut. Obviously, we're not talking to one another. Noticed he had slightly low health, so I dropped him an energy drink and pointed down, and he drank that. And I thought at that point, I was like, this guy must think I'm a legend for doing that with that. <laughs> <laughs> the circle shrunk in again, and we went, like, without communicating with each other in any way, we both sort of went three, two, one, ran. Two people came out. He's trying to fire at them. I'm flanking to the left. He goes down. I kill one, somehow kill the other. Complete freak occurrence. And he dies. And... I just run in, there's like eight people left or something, and I'm just hiding in this bush at the top of the circle, and thankfully I had a sniper rifle, and I, I don't know, like I st- somebody started popping off shots, I turn around, and he's there, and I was like, well, I'm going to shoot this guy and see what happens, I think there's five left at this point, line up, bang, bang, and then he he goes down, or dies, and then I feel like a shot on me, and the, the screen goes black, and I thought, fuck, I've been headshotted, damn it, and then I look up, and it said, winner, winner, chicken dinner, and I was like, fucking yes! And so uh, some people must have died while I guess you were in taking a circle. I guess the person that shot me died in a circle. I honestly don't know what happened. I killed a guy, maybe that, but I felt like I had a, I got hit as well because my pad rumbled and I heard it. And then suddenly, the second that happened, the screen went black like when you die. So I figured I'd just been headshotted. But yeah, it was. I look up and I'd won. And yeah, mm. what an exhilarating. Sounds like connection issues. Sound like a weak chicken dinner there. Weak uh, chicken dinner. I mean, no such yeah, thing. Yeah, it says it does. Dave, you I was on your side about Matt, but yeah, actually, I'm on team Matt now. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Go and get a chicken dinner and you I'm can talk. I'm still bitter. I haven't had one. Go and get I'm a second still, chicken dinner tired. and we can talk. Go and get one chicken dinner. Go and get a fucking chicken wing and we can talk, Dave. Yeah, I t- I'm frustrated at the moment. You'll but, get uh, it. You'll get it. The Colonel's got one. When I first played, we nearly got one. We did. This is what I'm getting at, right? This is what I'm getting at because James has been outright saying, I never want to play this game. I hate it because people call it PUBG. That's the only reason why he hates it. <laughs> um, and suddenly he's bought it. What, what made you buy it, James? Well, I just, I did figure out I need to give this a go because everybody's playing it, obviously, and it seems to be like a, a massive deal. And I thought, I can't just not, I can't just ignore it. And it was, it was only 25 quid. It wasn't like really super expensive. What, what's happening with that? Is that, is is there going to be like another release later down that we're going to have to pay for again or no that's what they do on the PC so they just yeah 
That's okay. just what it costs. But yeah, I mean, I thought I'd give it a go. And I mean, my first impressions of it were not great, to be honest, because it just... Oh, God, I the mean... messages we were getting, Matt, it was just <laughs> infuriating. I was just... Because we'd played it and we were like, this is actually really good. I mean, Matt knew it was good anyway, uh, because all, all his favourite influencers told him so. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was the, you know... Yeah. We we were behind PUBG and we, were, we wanted to give it a go, um, and then James was like texting, "The frame rank's bad." Yeah, it's oh, in early on. access, it James. D- Dave, okay, knock off the voice, right? It's crashed <laughs> again. James, I know, mate. It's, every it's a bit single broken, time but... I, tr- I played it, it crashed. It didn't load textures like ever. It's like shockingly like the frame rate was awful. Like each time I played. But then, you see, the thing is, I only played it a couple of times before I played with you guys. And then we played as a group, and it was kind of... It suddenly did click with me, and I suddenly realised this is actually really fun. And it is the first... What was it? What made it click? Well, I think it was probably... It was that game that we played where we nearly won. And it wasn't because of that, but it's what you were saying about the fact that there's so many like stories going mm. on in that. And there was, I mean, during the whole of that game, how long did that take? It was about 45 minutes, I yeah, think. Like we yeah, played that. that yeah. And there were so many things that happened that, you know, like I got that trench coat, which looked ridiculous. And like Matt was saying that I looked like Neo and it was ridiculous, <laughs> and which was pretty funny. And then there was that whole like, you two got killed, and then I accidentally dropped a grenade that went off. Oh, God, I forgot about that. That was funny. That didn't go very well. Was that the one where you said that you definitely no, no, didn't no, that was, drop that, was, that grenade? I, didn't, I definitely didn't drop that one, but there was a later bollocks. one that I did drop by accident. The total bollocks. But then, total bollocks, James. And then, but either way, but then John like was driving <laughs> this car... And then he just drove the car into like a war zone. You two got taken out, and then he just <laughs> took off, and I was still in the car, and which was pretty funny. And then we spent ages just driving around, and he was like, "It's fine, we've got loads of petrol." And I was like, "Yeah, but this is, <laughs> this is totally pointless. We're just like driving around." And then we we ended up in some city, and then we got into this house, and then these people attacked the city with like a buggy. They got out the buggy, and then John was like, "Let's go and get that." So we like jumped out the window and grabbed that. I was sitting on the back of the buggy, like totally exposed. <laughs> But then, for some somehow, we still managed to get it down. Like we were, it got to the point where the circle was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And then, like it was like you, you guys were like counting down how many were left, while John was just manically just like driving around <laughs> like this circle. And I was starting to, seriously. I felt really sick, like from that because the prob- <laughs> what do you mean? Because there's the problems with the flame with the frame rate. It looked terrible and it was just like lurching all over the place and it was just like going you were like going there's six left there's six left there's four left like that and it's like am i gonna survive and i was being shot at and it was amazing it was it was really really fun and it was this is the first game you see i don't play competitive shooters hardly ever anymore like i've mostly i play like co-op games because i just don't i don't care about being first like really about with these kind of stuff anymore because i'm old um but with this this is the first game that I played for a long time where after that night, and I, I haven't played it again, but I really want to, and I just kept on thinking, like, I want to play more of this game. And it's the first competitive, like, game that I've played like that that I felt that I wanted to play more of. Like, really, really wanted to play well, more of. Well, at times it doesn't really feel competitive, does it? Because yeah. you're working as a team mm. in That's such exactly a way, in such, such a slow way, you've got to stick together. I said, it reminds me a little bit, right, only a tiny little bit of Left 4 Dead, mm. but... It also really reminds me of uh, Rainbow Six. Yeah. Because we used to play a lot of Rainbow Six on the um, Xbox 360 and stuff. Um, and it, it reminded me of the, the survival mode in that. You know, all right, you can exchange weapons and stuff. Mm. But there was a lot of, like, slow moving. Where is this guy? You don't know where the uh, the enemy is and stuff. Um, 
And it's the same with uh, Rainbow Six Siege. There's a lot of waiting about and just holding up position and deciding whether to make a run for it and this, that and the other. Um, it, so it feels like a combination of both those games and it, it comes together in such a great way that it, yeah, because GTA is another one as well. I mean, the amount of time when GTA, uh, Grand Theft Auto's come, come out, the forums are filled with posts from people saying, Ah, oh, this happened to me, and then this happened, and then we ended up here. You know, and it's it feels like an adventure and a, a journey that they're and a, and a story to tell. And this is just full of that shit. It's fucking wonderful. I yeah. knew you'd like it. The, I didn't know you'd like it before we played it, but once we played it, I thought, yeah, no, James, this is gonna be right up your street. You just need to plan a squad. Yeah. You plan on your own. I think you get bored way too quickly. But you know, the team of four of us, and um, and incidentally the the game that james was just talking about is on youtube so if you go to our youtube page you, you can actually watch that happen yeah. along with us all <laughs> laughing throughout the whole thing dropping a smoke grenade is on there as well yeah, yeah probably completely giving away our position but I, like when we dropped into that school and like because th- that was like you were like oh we'll do a more difficult one and we dropped into there and it was just like chaos but really fun mm. and like i just punched someone to death and it was just like <laughs> <laughs> it was it was brilliant it's so yeah matt do you remember when we landed at uh, i think it was near the school as well where everyone was punching each other and then i punched that bloke and he ran off and his mate turned up with a gun <laughs> but only had a couple of bullets to try to shoot me and missed so i started punching him got him down onto like like knocked him out uh, which then you have to kill him so i knocked him down so he couldn't do it he was incapacitated then <laughs> his mate come out of nowhere and started punching me on the back of the head as I'm trying to kill his mate. <laughs> so I turn around and punch him to death and then finish off his mate. And Matt was on the floor. Like he'd been um, yeah, shot I, down. Yeah, because I'd already so. been pun- knocked out. So I was on the on the ground <laughs> trying to, <laughs> hoping you'd heal me. You started healing me. Then someone else came, another punch was thrown. Yeah, it's crazy. But we were both like had tears in our eyes for <laughs> laughing. Like we were laughing at the whole thing. It was like Benny Hill. Like it was proper belly laughing throughout the whole thing. See, what what I also really liked about it is the fact that although there's like a hundred people, you really can just like land somewhere and then just take your time. Like really, you know. I mean, there is obviously yeah, the limit the right with, the, with the thing, but yeah. But you can like you know you can like stock up. You can like work out where you're gonna go. It. I don't know. I just enjoy that a lot more than just like. The fr- but then it then it just gets really frantic when it all like kicks off. But you feel ready for it, and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. The tension it's, it's at the end really is good. just it's unbearable. It's just like the, yeah. the heart, yeah. the heart is absolutely bursting at your chest when it's like when the circle is that small and you you can basically see all around you. Uh, obviously, depending on where the circle ends up, and yeah, it's just so tense. I'm like, there's three left. Where are they? And like at that point, most people are just like laying down on the ground. And oh yeah, it's well tense, but okay. it's amazing. S- so, John, what what did you want to say when it comes to Fortnite? Because Fortnite comes to consoles early. It was mm. free to play. Um, you know, we got this before we did Battlegrounds on on console. Uh, and you've always been a big champion of Fortnite and yeah. and how it's different and how it works. So, what what was it you wanted to go into when you, when you were comparing these two? Yeah, well, um, first of all, when when uh, you know PUBG first launched, and it was a mess, and like I couldn't stand like not being able to hit anyone with the guns or anything like that. I ba- I went back on Fortnite for the first time in a little while and realised that they'd done so much to it, like from the front end to the way the game runs, the way the game, the game looks gorgeous on on the X in 4K, and you were coming from Battlegrounds then, which was probably running at a steady 18 frames per second to, to Fortnite. It's like, Oh, it's so smooth. Like you can aim. The guns are lovely. 
Like, I was like, why on earth are we playing this crap when we can just play basically the same game in, in Fortnite? But it just, just runs so beautifully. But the more we played, uh, player unknowns, uh, the more stuff, you know, like these stories that we're talking about started to happen. And to be fair, due to the smaller size of Fortnite's map, due to the fact that there are no vehicles as well, and due to the fact that there's far less loot, you get less of those amazing stories. You know, the game's typically sort of 15 to 20 minutes as opposed to 45 to 50 minutes, and you do feel like you've gone on less of a journey. I, I did at the beginning when you first started playing, just because like, it, it was all pretty new then. But, but now if you play Fortnite, it feels less like that. But... It feels very much more like a console game. There's a bit of aim assist to it. Um, you know, like everything's just sort of chunky and nice. But, but what's kind of amazing about Fortnite, what it does have over PUBG and what it actually has over any shooter ever is this amazing, um, building stuff that's in the game. And like when we first played it, I barely even paid any attention to that stuff. And you'd occasionally see a little ramp built in the world that somebody had tried to build, but basically all everyone ignored it. But now say if you die with 10 players to go in, in Fortnite and the same thing, 100 players, you know, squads, duos, solos, uh, shrinking circle, well, you know, it's the exact same thing in that respect. You can actually spectate the end of the game. So quite often, say I die eight players to go, I just watch the rest um, play out. And like, then the, the end game of Fortnite is amazing because, yeah, the circle shrinks to, to a small size and people have built these amazing sort of structures and bases and towers where they've got a bunch of ramps inside. And it becomes this sort of, it's still the PUBG end game of hiding in bushes and being super tense and tight, but there's also this like, people can build these towers, like huge towers of different structures out of different things. They can build them in seconds. And it's really quite amazing how they managed to get that working so well on both controller and on mouse and keyboard for, for PC. And it's basically like no other shooter ever. Like in PUBG, if you hear a shot from behind you and it hits you, but basically your choices are, Lie on the ground, probably get sniped, run in a different direction, try and find some cover, or, or die, like, or just get lucky. There's basically choices, and there's the choices in almost any game. But in Fortnite, you shoot someone from behind, don't kill them, they'll immediately turn around and build a wall in front of you. It's like that, that's not in any other game ever. And so in that respect, like the kind of meta, I guess you'd call it, of Fortnite uh, Battle Royale is actually very different to, to Battlegrounds, even though the sort of basic structure is the same and a lot of the moments still feel the same, especially early game. But the end game, like, you should see it. And I've started to get the hang of the building now. I'm nowhere near as good as the, the players who can just knock up these structures in seconds. But it's easy enough that you can build yourself a nice basic tower with ramps pretty easily and that'll, that'll do you. So, um, yeah, the, the building yeah, stuff I, I, is, is brilliant. And I, 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 I've amazing. seen loads of like crazy moments. I think I saw one today on Instagram of uh, a guy being knocked out or incapacitated on, lying mm. on the ground and then someone else uh, was about to kill him and they fired, uh, one is like pumpkin rockets at him and the person who was on the ground like jumped up and then basically, Use that rocket to be propelled across the map. Like they use it as like a as a as a plane essentially, and like, right. yeah, it's like a really amazing arcadey moments. You know, it's basically a rocket jump, but the other player is mm. about to kill him, and that person uses it as a way out of that scenario. It's amazing. Yeah, like, I've seen uh, loads it, of those moments on on Instagram and and whatnot. Yeah, I'm genuinely really pleased with the game because I just think, you know, obviously it is free. Um, you can play it completely for free without ever feeling like you need to drop any money on it. I have actually dropped, um, they have like a thing called a battle pass, which allows you to level up to get better, like unique cosmetics. Cost eight quid a season. I think they're doing three monthly seasons. I was like, I think they deserve my 799. Um, and the suits that they were offering up were really nice. They had these suits of armor. But you put the game on, like the front end's really nice. It's got challenges to get extra XP, like a normal shoe. It just, you can see 
PUBG has a lot, obviously made a lot of money, but you can see why it's been made by a small team that's trying to grow and trying to catch up with their own success. Whereas Fortnite Battle Royale, you could see that everything's already been in place from a company like Epic to, to capitalize on its success, if that makes sense. You know, like Epic, I believe, Matt, you'll probably know. So they own by Tencent or Gung Ho, one of the big Chinese companies uh, uh, now? Uh, Tencent, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, they own by Tencent. So, you know, like money, resources, these things aren't a problem. And, um, Obviously, it's their engine, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. So I, I'm excited for the future of both games. I'm hoping I can convince people to to do a bit of Fortnite here and there as well, because you still get the magic of, of PUBG in in different ways. And I think both are worth playing. And I think for me, they'll both be in the rotation of games that I play, like you know, like Rocket League and 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 football games that you know that I'll keep coming back to. But um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to to highlight some of the similarities and differences between the two. And this is clearly a, the genre that's that's going to be um, very very big over the next few years. We've seen that Paladins Battlegrounds has just been announced, another free to play yeah. job. Uh, first hero Battlegrounds, sorry, battle royale game. Um, don't know Paladins is you know an Overwatch ripoff with some over elements that's very slick, has a big player base because it's free. This could be good. I, I, I'm, and then I'm intrigued to see what, what one of the true big boys does with it. You know the Ubisofts, the Rockstars, even the EAs, the Activisions. Like somebody's going to come. Uh, 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 you know, imagine. Yeah, and really push it to the yeah, next level. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe they'll never take over Battlegrounds. Maybe they'll never recapture that sort of that magic, but someone's going to come with like a lot of money and really try and do it well. And that's going to be really interesting to see whether it's one of the established franchises or, you know, we, we shall see. It's going to be interesting. And then we'll all probably be fed up with it soon in a, in a year or so. Yeah. But. I mean, I've got to say, I've got no interest of going back to uh Fortnite because I, I don't know. It just, for me, I, I really loved what Battlefield, like I liked the time we had with Fortnite, mm. but when I played Battle, Battlegrounds, I was like, okay, the, this is why it's better. You know, the, the, as, as shit as it is, as, as shit as it runs, I completely saw through that and really enjoyed that sort of the story it was telling as yeah. I was playing it. And I never felt that with Fortnite. No, no, no. And, um, and you're as you right. say, you are right. Yeah. As you say, that might, that might change in the future or it might have changed since I last played it. Um, but the, the whole, the, the communication was totally different when we were playing Battlegrounds. From, from day one, it was all about, what have you got? What can you swap? What's, you know, who needs this? You go, you watch like, uh, like a, a good mate of mine is a, is a popular YouTuber called Wizite and he's doing, like a lot of them are doing Fortnite videos and he's doing a lot of squad games with other big YouTubers at the moment. You watch one of his videos. It's all like, I've got bandages. I've got health. I'll drop this. I'll swap this with you. It's very similar in that respect. Yeah. To be fair. I mean, maybe, maybe I should give it another go, but I like, it's when I'm tell you what, there's one like this, thing I'll when you, as good well, as PUBG is loading up Fortnite and just like dropping in that first time and it's just buttery smooth and everything just feels so nice and you're just like, ah. Oh, that's nice. And it's over, it's, it's so much faster as well that it is over in 15 minutes. You lose a lot because of that, but I think there's room for both. There was definitely room for both for me. Um, especially if we do get to that point where we wind down on the, you know, the PUBG every night till God knows what time in the morning. I think I'll probably, if I'm doing a bit of solos, I'll probably just be, uh, the a little bit of Fortnite here and there in the same way as we play Rocket League. But I don't know. It's a, it's a good time. It's a good time for multiplayer shooters all of a sudden. Yeah. It, it's such a shame I got yeah, work it really is. because I could happily spend out, you know, well, it's dangerous, man. Yeah, it's two or three in the morning. I mean, yeah, every, I mean, every single night on a holiday, it was, I was up ridiculously late on this thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, I'm, I'm back at work now. I can't be up till two or one. It's just, but it's just, it, like, I've never been on like this for a while now, so we'll stop in a minute. But it's just, it's, it's worth all the stress and, like, the, some of the, 
uh, games where you get killed early or not a lot happens just for that tension in, in the in the end game you know to, oh god to, it's worth it for you know for, for that for those wins or and for the win yeah oh my god today i was just literally marching around my house nobody else is in the house i work at home and marching around my house going truck dance truck dance just for about three straight minutes <laughs> we 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 doing the conor mcgregor walk like no no it was like a fist pump like rah, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah, probably fist punching. Uh, fist punching? Yeah, hey, whatever it is. Punching, punching, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Jason punching. Yeah. Um, I would, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I can't wait to play more. I think we should commit now to saying, look, all right, we did that stream. It mm. worked out pretty well. We should probably commit to saying, look, we'll keep streaming it. You know, not weekly, but you know, there or thereabouts, yeah, fortnightly uh, with the four of us, perhaps until we get yeah, hey, yeah, until we get um uh, a chicken dinner. We've got to get a chicken dinner, the four of us. Oh, we'll it's get, got ooh, to happen. We'll get chicken dinners. I'm not worried about that. All right, all right, we'll we'll commit to that then. All right, in pencil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll pencil yeah, that yeah. in. Uh, okay, cool. Right, have we got any other games on the list? I've closed. I've closed. Yeah, the James game. We've got, got a few, and I've got a couple. So yeah, much James. Quickly in a minute. All right, go on, James. What you pick one? I've got. I, no, I've got okay, okay, so I played Super Hot VR over oh, yeah? the over, over Christmas, which is is fantastic. Yeah, is it's I don't know. It, I haven't had a feeling playing a game like that for such a long time. It's the it's just there was this amazing bit right at the beginning where you know, like you you like shoot somebody and then the gun flies through the air in slow motion. Oh, yeah. Then with the other like move controller, you grab it out the air and then shoot somebody who's like running at you. And you just feel like an action hero, yeah. and it's um, you look like a complete idiot because my wife was obviously filming me while I was doing this. Um, and, and oh, we've got to get footage of that. Yeah. No, 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 page. that is absolutely not yeah. happening. I also oh, oh, that I totally is. I'm gonna that, that yeah, game. Please. That game also like I punched I punched the wall by accident. I punched the wall. This no, this this <laughs> this, this, this wasn't, wall, was it? wasn't it your wedding this, photo. <laughs> It was actually a wedding photo was on the wall and I punched it because like, I didn't realise it was there. And uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, is I did it once and obviously there was some swearing and some shouting going on. And then I did it again later because I didn't realise I'd moved so far from like playing it. And it it really hurt. And um, but the game is fantastic. It's uh, I mean I haven't finished it yet. How how long is it, Matt? Oh, is it, it? it's not long at all. I can't think. Okay. Four hours, five hours. Matt hasn't completed it. <laughs> Do not check, but it, it's not long. Okay, because uh, but it, it, if you've got PlayStation VR, it's absolutely worth playing. I mean, it's it's basically yeah. You you. I mean, I use the move controllers. You know, you pick up the you know. In fact, you can only use move controllers, which forced me to go out and buy some. That was another story, which was really annoying because I forced my wife to go out and buy some with me. And then I got to the car park and then we parked. And then later on, I came back and then realized that I didn't have any change to get out of the car park. And I thought it could take contactless, but it couldn't. And so we were stuck. And yeah, I had to get someone to bring me some money, which was really embarrassing. Well, I'm glad, glad you told us that story. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe, maybe, maybe you had money. Uh, you would have had money if you had not yet again bought a copy of FIFA <laughs> for the PS4. That's right, listeners. Since the last episode where James had, we worked out James had bought four copies of FIFA 18 <laughs> and said, it's madness. I'm never buying another copy. It's done. I'm, I don't know what went come over me. He went out and bought another copy. <laughs> went out and bought another one for the PS4. It was another did impulse some, buy. And it was did fine. You buy, 
It falls by. You've bought it three times. <laughs> yeah. for the I know, console. but it is fine There's because impulse I, I, about it. I traded it. Like I traded the Switch version for the PS4 version. It didn't cost me any money. It's whoa, fine. Whoa, whoa, Hang whoa, on. whoa! So you got rid of the oh, Switch I'm one now? I did. James. Yeah. I can't hear about it ever again. Yeah, I got rid of the Switch version, and uh, yeah, I got the PS4 Jordan, version. Just, have, I'm, just I'm, keep both copies, and then there'll be no more buying and selling. <sighs> I don't know what's going on, You're but either the way, it's. It's fine. It's fine. I, I can find that. Fi- no, James. It's no. very far away <laughs> from being fine, isn't wrong. it? Look, I've got. I've it's got absolutely insane, no mate. excuses for this. I don't know why it happened, and it, but I'm I'm quite happy with what I've got now, and probably you it said won't that change four copies again, again. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, James, seriously, what what made you trade it again? I just wanted to play it on PS4 instead. I don't know why, David. I don't know why it just. I just wanted to play a PS4, so I did. It'll be on EA Access soon on Xbox, so you can trade it back (laughs) in then. (laughs) Tune in next week to find out what format (laughs) of FIFA 18 James has bought. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to buy that. But also, the other thing I played is ARMS, um, because it was in the sale, and uh, I... How much was it? It was still... It was like... (laughs) It was in the sale, still 40 quid, but it was still... Yeah, that sounds about right. But it was in the sale. (laughs) But actually, I kind of regret buying this. Um, (sighs) I know, John, I know you really like it, and probably I haven't played... I haven't spent enough time with it. It's just... I don't know. I just... I don't really enjoy it very much. Um, but maybe it's just because I need to play it for longer. I mean, what what is it? What can I do to try and get into this? Do you think? Well, um, uh, for me, it was it was a pretty immediate thing. I just uh, really kind of saw what it it was offering to. Do you like fighting games? Um, I do, but mm. only some. Like, there's not dead that. or alive. That is it. No, there's more than that. <laughs> there's other ones on. I like as well. But I, I like Tekken. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. was good. Okay. And I used to like Street Fighter. Yeah, all right. Was, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then it, it kind of it it has some of the the essence of those games, but it does a lot differently as well. It's like you know, true three D fighting game in a way that very few fighting games actually are. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, just the, the the way the game handles. I'm only ever playing on a controller. I'm not playing with the you know the the you know things in your hands. What they're called, Joy Cons, but. It, for me, it was kind of an immediate thing. Like uh, even before the game came out, I was like, "That's going to be my my boy." I know I'm going to like that. And then when I played it, um, just it, it becomes a, a, a it's like mind games. That's what Arms is. I play it ranked online, and mm-hmm. it, it's just a game of mind games. Um, figuring out what your opponent's going to do, try and preempting it, much like uh, your traditional fighting game. But there's also the added meta of you've got the different all the different arms you can try. So, you know, one person's twin tail is very different to another person's twin tail. And the way the rank games works, you keep meeting the same people. So, you know, you can have battles over two, three, four, five rounds uh, and you're sort of figuring them out. And it's it's weirdly, I mean, I did a video on this ages ago, but it's, it has more in common to me with actual fighting than almost any other fighting game including the UFC games it weirdly mm-hmm. it's just the psychology of it and um, it's just it's extremely well made but it mainly is a one-on-one ranked online fighting game I I, I, I think it's marvellous but that's probably where I've gone wrong because I've only played it online once because I've just been playing against the computer yeah which... it's kind of shit against the computer yeah, that'd be why. Okay, so yeah. I need to play some more. Yeah, online. and hopefully, I mean, obviously, uh, it's one of those ones when the player base isn't necessarily enormous, and then you want to play online. It's definitely got a community, but I hope it's not a situation where everybody's, you know, already been playing it for eight months or however long the game's been out. So yeah, yeah. that's no, the problem. How many newcomers are coming to that game? Yeah. I play. I mean, I played it. I played it once so far online, and I could get game very easily, mm-hmm. and also. 
Yeah, mean, but I, did you get battered? Is no, the point. I, I, I won like a couple of them, so I don't. Oh bloody hell! I don't think it's um. Yeah, I don't think it's quite like that. But um, yeah, I'm going to give it a more go though, because um, yeah, my yeah, son. You give it a more go. Yeah, my son loves yeah, it. Give it a more go. He's a he's a big fan. I'll give it a more go. I reckon. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, is that all you've got on your list? Uh, yeah. John, you've got quite a few down here. Uh, one that I'm really interested to hear about, Hellblade, because I've heard so much about it on Game of the Year shows and stuff. Yeah, um, so I I'd meant, I really meant to finish Hellblade before uh, this episode of the podcast, so I must apologise that I still have number towards the very end. I think I've probably got about 45 minutes to go, maybe an hour. But PUBG, that happened, so that's why I haven't finished Hellblade. It's difficult to put yourself through an ordeal of a game like Hellblade when, you know, there's that, that addictive crack sitting there. But, um, yeah, Hellblade. So what, wait, is, is, is this the, the sort of samurai Dark Souls thing? No, no, that's Neo. So, right, okay, um, yeah, the Hellblade, yeah, sorry, okay, uh, yeah. of Sacrifice is the game from Ninja Theory, the game where, um, it's like a sort of story driven bit of a combat action game, but mainly kind of a story driven thing that, that basically it's a, it's a story about a, a girl called Senua who's basically traveling into Valhalla. In Norse mythology, to to sort of try and find her dead partner, boyfriend, whatever. But it's mainly a game about mental illness and her own psychosis as you're going through it. And it's it, at times it's this sort of exercise in incredible performance catchy. You know, I think they have access to Andy Circus's uh, stuff because obviously he's been in their games before. And um, it's a, sort of an amazing central performance from somebody who's actually just the video editor on uh, Ninja Theory, uh, this woman. And they used her for test shoots, and she was so good, she just ended up staying as the main character. Um, so you basically, it's, a, it's sort of a four or five hour experience, maybe a little bit longer, where um, you're moving kind of slowly through this really gorgeous environment. And when... When it's great, when the, you know, it plays with sound and visuals and, you know, it's really unsettling and at times extremely anxiety inducing and you're trying to sort of, it's trying to demonstrate the, you know, the, the mental health problems this, this woman's got, the sort of schizophrenia, the, 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 the psychosis she's going through. It's, it can be at times very, very powerful and it's compounded by her central performance. A lot of the game though, unfortunately, um, is these kind of quite tedious puzzles. You know, in the Batman, um, Arkham games, there's some of the Riddler puzzles where you'd have to line up bits of the environment to create a question mark. You know, you'd have yeah. to look at it in certain ways. It's been in other games as well. A lot of, um, Hellblade is asking you to do that like a lot. Basically, you'll get to a door, there'll be some runes on the door, and then you have to walk around this little bit of the environment is trying to line up. Oh, is that tree look like that weird R? And uh, stuff like that. I'm not very good at stuff like that anyway. My brain doesn't work very well like that. And also, it's pretty boring. So, unfortunately, I think as a game, it ends up letting itself down by relying on a quite tedious central mechanic too much. There are other times where it's sort of combat against these like weird enemies with like sort of weird horses or goats devil's heads or i don't know it's, it's quite amazing looking enemies and that's decent you know it's obviously the pedigree there from ninja theory and their background in creating combat action games it's not as deep as in you know your, your, your dmcs or anything along those lines but it feels good and it doesn't outlast their welcome there's a couple of really excellent boss fights but it just relies on quite tedious puzzles too much visually inventive puzzles no doubt but um, I kind of towards where I am in the game now. It's it's both an ordeal and a little bit boring, which is not the the best combination. I don't want to give my final thoughts on the game until I've finished. It may have a riotous and really tremendous last hour, which has raised the whole experience for me. Um, 
But uh, I, I think it's sort of a, an important game for a couple of reasons. It's, you know, clearly done with a lot of care and attention to its subject matter. But also, you know, they talked a long time about creating a game with AAA production values for a much lower budget uh, and making that game half the half the length that you would expect for that type of game. And apparently it's already like, you know, in profit in the time that it's been out. So it's kind of an example that a studio can, can back themselves when they have that quality. There's no publishers involved here and that they can, they can go and take risks like that. And hopefully, you know, if they, 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 they told a great story about that in their marketing. And that has, I think, helped plus the game, you know, itself and plus the time of release, all that sort of stuff has helped them, you know, obviously make the game a success. So I think it's important in that respect and it'll be talked about in that respect as a game, a little bit disappointed, especially considering their last major release was uh, DMC, which I thought was incredible, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll plan to finish it for next week and give very brief final thoughts. Yeah, on, I've heard on that, that game does amazing things in terms of sound as well. Yes, yeah, the sound's incredible. I play with surround sound headphones and it's constant, like, she, as she, she's walking through, she has these vo- her own voice basically whispering negative things about her and, like, what's coming up in the world. And it's really like nothing else. It's very unsettling. Very, yeah. very but unsettling. Here also, you don't, I think that game you think uses 3D audio, so you don't even need, you know, uh, any pair of stereo headphones will, will that, give yeah, you this that, amazing sort. I'm sure it would, yeah. Uh, but I think it's Barnor or 3D audio sound. Yeah, it's, uh, mm. look, it looks great. Yeah, I mean, the production values of that studio generally, but also on this game specifically, really are quite amazing. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll get to the end of it and give my final thoughts so, uh, next week. And then a couple more that I'll talk about. Sorry, was someone going to speak then? No, no, go for yeah, it. Yeah, uh, a couple more I'll talk about super briefly. Um, a game called Brawl Out on the Switch. Um, it's basically a platform fighting game. It's a Smash Brothers clone, basically. Uh, yeah, I saw this. I think I was offered a copy, but I was too busy to play it. Well, so... Should I have bothered? Or? Yeah. Basically, uh, my boy just suddenly out of nowhere decided he wanted to play Smash Brothers and played it for ages. And like the Wii U was all kind of sort of packed up and discombobulated. And this was also during Christmas, where there's like a million things everywhere. And I was like, oh, I just can't, I can't face trying to work out how to set the Wii U up. There's this game Brawl out. I'll just get that. You know, that'll be good. That'll do. Um, and it has a lot of things going for it. I think. It is basically Smash Brothers, you know, like four characters on a stage. You're trying to get a percentage up of their their health to damage them and kick them out of the arena. It's the same. It's it's, it's mechanically the same, and it feels uh, quite nice actually. The combat and there's, uh, there's some combos to it, and uh, the, you know the characters aren't particularly inspiring. Although it's got the guy from Guacamole and the guy from Hyperlight Drifter in it, and then just a bunch of like kind of shit Skylander looking characters. But um, the combat itself feels quite good. But on Switch, there's a major frame stuttering issue where it's like the game will almost freeze. Like, you know, when you used to have a CD Walkman and you'd go running or something and it would just skip. You couldn't use it. it the game yeah. does that at times, which is really bad. And they need to patch that. I'm amazed it got through cert like that because it actually genuinely affects your game. Like, you suddenly appear somewhere else really bad. And this is offline. And um, this other baffling thing about it is like it's an 18 quid game, but out of the out of the box, as it were, uh, only three of them, maybe 10 stages are unlocked. And I'm like, OK, so I've got to play a bit to unlock them. It's baffling. It's almost like Battlefront, but with no microtransactions. It's madness um, progression system where you have to earn all these different currencies to be able to buy piñatas and open them for a chance to be able to unlock. It's just it's just like we're going to have to play this for fucking hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just to not play on the three stages that are currently unlocked. I'm like, mate, That's pretty bad. there's no microtransactions either. I assume it's prepped for them in the future, but it's like, mate, I fucking dropped nearly 20 quid on this game. Just let me play on the stages. Fair enough, unlock a few, sorry, lock up a few, but like, give me more than three. Give me more than uh, 40% of the characters. 
like, uh, just it it's really off putting. Really off putting. So it's annoying because the, the central mechanics are decent. Um, Elliot was enjoying it. I was enjoying it, but like, it's just surrounded in a load of bullshit for no reason. Just like, at least in Battlefront, is at least you think, okay, well, I was just trying to make some money out of it. Like, it's, you know, that's not a good reason or a nice reason, but at least it's a reason. This doesn't even have a reason. But anyway, that's no, that. That's just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just fuck the. Yeah, it's weird. I, people say that, or oh, maybe they just got it wrong with how many games that you need to play to unlock stuff, and you just kind of think, well, how? How have they done that? Surely they know how many games someone will need to play to um, then, you know, yeah, but You must bizarre. know that if you're in your fighting game, your platform character action fighting game, you need more than three stages. Yeah, out of the gate. Uh, so, anyway, so yeah, so I was a bit disappointed by that. I regretted spending the money on that, to be honest. It's funny that you should mention that... Um, uh, was it Elliot turned around and said, oh, I want to play Smash Brothers mm. out of nowhere? Because Harry w- said the same about um, Super Mario 3D World. Oh, yeah. Because obviously we've been playing a lot of um, uh, a lot of Mario Odyssey. And he was just like, oh, can we play 3D World today? And I'm like, well, no, I've sold it. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> no, I sold the Wii, well, the Wii U, because, I mean, it was just sitting there gathering dust. Um, you know, I we've all said about how Nintendo really haven't got a lot to put out this year. That we and, know of. And that we know of. Um, and that I can't see them doing 3D World this year because it's too close to Mario Odyssey. Uh, but I think probably next year we'll see 3D World make an appearance on, uh, on the Switch. Um, because it'd be mad not to. Yeah. You know, it came out of a console that no one yeah, really yeah. bought. It's a properly good Mario game. Uh, and it would really translate over to, to you know handheld um it would be incredible and what what it's it's so weird because i must have put you know over 100 hours into 3d world because you know i played it on my own played it through to the end you mm-hmm. know the, i didn't do all the bonus stages but i played you know that far um and then I, with harry i was playing like the opening stages over and over and over again and i played through uh, the main campaign again with him, just, you know, in co-op, where I was basically just picking him up and dragging him around. But I'm watching him improve, and I, I remember listening to Chet and John's back in the day, and you would talk about how Elliot suddenly picked up gaming, yeah. and no longer was he just sitting there, like, chucking Mario off the screen, yeah, yeah. off the edge, because he didn't really know what he was doing. He was suddenly playing it, and Harry's getting there. You know, he knows how to do a few moves, mm. so he just constantly does them. Um, and he knows how to wall jump, and he knows that I sent a video uh, to one of our other groups whatsapp groups where he was walking across one of those swinging beams in new donk city mm. and really taking his time with it to make sure he got, oh, got nice. to the other side and you know it was that yeah has all started happening now and i'm thinking actually the great thing about 3d world was the co-op stuff mm. and if we're at a point now where he can actually play it then i i can see that being a huge success in that and there's no reason why you can't play that game uh, with a Joy-Con each yeah. either. I mean, we wouldn't need to. No, but to be fair, the by the time it comes stuff. out, if it comes out in like 18 more months, he's just going to be able to walk through most of it based on... Which yeah. is fine, because he'll enjoy it. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. He, I mean, he, that's still my he, most played game in this house in terms of hours played in the house, not necessarily by me, by a country mile. I mean, that was like every yeah. day for over a year. Just, yeah, Elliot's and amazing course, at Mario. Obviously. He's not that good at most other games. He's, he can play them, but... He's genuinely like, amazing, Mario. He's finished Odyssey three times. He can do like the ground pound, ball jump, hat jump thing. It's it's, man, it's mental actually, but it's yeah, just because he's played so much of that of Mario. We've uh, we've really had the same thing like this this Christmas. This is why I mean, Dave, we were talking about this over over Messenger, like just 
how I still felt that Mario was kind of my game of the year still because of the amount of time that I spent with like with my son mostly like he's really became totally obsessed with it and spent I mean he he spent so many hours like playing it on his own as well because he's it's kind of clicked for him now as well mm. and even outside of playing the game he's like playing with his Lego and like building the Odyssey and like he's built like Bowser's like ship and stuff like that out of Lego and he's just yeah it's really does it look s- anything like Bowser's ship it does actually it's not bad does I'll, it I'll send you a picture you've been the parent where you're like hey no. yeah go on the, the, yeah, the Odyssey a- looks a bit rubbish but the um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the Odyssey I want to see the Odyssey you know, it looks, it's just a, a it looks awful but um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, he, he's it's he's totally become like really really obsessed with it, and he also see I I didn't play 3D World with him because when that came out he was a bit too young um to really get into it, and but he I think he'd really really enjoy that. But it's um yeah I I agree with it'll you. It will come. It will come. I mean, look at the success of um, Mario Kart. 8. It will come to Switch. I've got no doubt about that. And you know they'll want to stick Mario games on it, and they'd make a fuck ton because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that have never played it because they didn't have a Wii U or whatever. They sold the Wii U before it came out or I don't know. Um, I just, I think it would be massively successful for them. And it's another Mario game mm-hmm. on that system. I'll definitely buy you it. Know. I don't have a Wii U, but you guys are raving. And some of people have heard recently when talking about Odyssey, have also raved about this game. That, uh, yeah. You'd love it. Mm-hmm. You'd love it, Matt. Honestly, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a fantastic game. So I'm hoping, what I'm getting to is that I'm hoping that Nintendo do release a lot of this this stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's so much stuff I f- I that needs to come how out. Got onto this because you want yeah Smash Brothers to to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah Smash exactly. Brothers is yeah, another yeah. one. I'd love to. You know, I had no interest in Smash Brothers when it came out on the Wii U. Um, and I'm still, you know, I I enjoyed uh, a couple of them, but I was never a huge fan of the series. Mm. Um, but I know now that if I turn around to Harry and yeah, say, "There's it. a game where it. Yoshi can beat the shit out of Bowser." Do you want to play it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. would yeah, would Yeah, he'll, he'll absolutely it. love it. Um yeah. all right, just one one more from me then. Uh something I just played briefly today is uh have you heard of Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy? Has anybody heard of that? I reckon <laughs> Matt will have. No. Matt? No, I've not. Wow. Okay. Matt's not been keeping tabs on his influences recently. I'm disappointed. Too much too much PUBG. Um this is a game that's kind of blown up on Twitch over Christmas and just, just beforehand. Do you, you you know what Quop is, right? The yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. So um, uh, this is a the new game. Bennett Foddy is the creator of Quop, the creator of Pole Riders, is it on Sports Friends? Oh shit! Yeah, I yeah. think that was the same guy. Yeah. And um, a bunch of other like weird physics-based games. Uh, there's another one that sounds like Quop is about something else. Anyway, this guy is that like, Australian guy, and he's created this game where you basically play as a man who looks a little bit like Vladimir Putin, but is not supposed to be Vladimir Putin, sitting in a cooking pot. And he has to climb this weird mountain. And the only way he can do it is by using a hammer. Um, oh, I have seen yeah, this, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It basically, nice. you just like spin this hammer around and move it and manipulate it with the mouse. And it hooks onto little hooks in the world and you have to sort of yank yourself up. And, um, it, it's an absolutely maddening game because you keep falling down. I kept hearing about it. I'd seen a bit of it as well. And I kept hearing about it. And all, everybody talked about how you get to a certain point and then you fall down. And then these little soliloquies come up from Bennett Foddy himself, which is why it's called getting over it with Bennett Foddy. He starts talking about how sometimes in life you get knocked down. You have to pick yourself back up and this jazz music comes on. It's quite funny. But what nobody I noticed had talked about is like why it's so compelling to keep going back to it is the actual 
actual mechanics of hooking this hammer and working out and getting better at it. It's it's incredibly satisfying when you get into a flow with it and you grab it. And that's what keeps you coming back to it. I've probably only done about 25 minutes. I got really high and then I fell all the way back down and I was like, yeah, I, I need to give this a break, but I'll, I'll keep going back to it. Maybe one day I'll get through it. But just, yeah, he's obviously, it reminds me of the physics of the poles in pole riders mixed with some, you know, some other little stuff. Like it really, it's just really a satisfying, incredibly satisfying central mechanic with this maddening game wrapped around it. It's funny. It's smart. It was only a fiver. Um, I can see why it's blown up on Twitch just because it's got that, you know, difficulty, tension, humor, all that sort of stuff that goes over well when players are watching it. And, uh, yeah, just good. It's apparently it's on phones as well. I'm not too sure how it would work on phones, but yeah, getting over it with Bennett Forty is, is pretty damn cool. Uh, like within two minutes, I was like, oh yeah, and no, no, I get it now. Playing it, I get it totally. Yeah, I didn't know it was on phones, but I'll definitely have a look if it's on phones. I didn't, I, yeah, I thought it was just PC only, but, uh. Yeah, surely, do you think it work on a phone, John? Um, I don't, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I, I'd be interested to see how the controls work, but yeah, I, I mean, who knows? But yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's really, it's really fun, really daft, clever, well made. I like the fact. Very addicting. Very addicting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, that was it. That was, that was, that was my list. I played a couple of odds I don't and know sods, why but... I thought of this. I think it's just because I've heard, uh, many, uh, James, have you heard of Doc, was it Doku Doku Literature Club? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, Doki Doki Literature Club. But you don't know anything about it? No. I think maybe you should check that out. Okay. Just don't look Mm. it up. Don't do it. Just check it out because I've kind of sport it because I've seen loads of streams of it and I know what it's all about now. Um, And, you know, it's one of these games that appears to be something, but it's not. Uh, But I wouldn't mind you checking that out, maybe even streaming it. This looks right Uh, up my street, actually. Yeah, exactly. But don't read anything. Just okay. that's it. You've looked it up. But don't, just don't look at it now. Because apparently it takes um, quite a few turns to it. It's not what it appears to be. So if you can get hold of that and talk about that in the coming weeks, that would be interesting. Because there's a few people saying that should be on the Game of the Year list, but obviously none of us have played it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even heard about it until we did that show. So, uh, yeah, give it... You know, I don't know why that popped into my head, but there you go. Right, okay, that's what we've been playing. You've caught up with our lives. I hope you're happy now. Let's get to your questions. Right, I need to go for a slash. Give me two seconds, sorry. And then, uh, yeah. Cool. Okay then, questions and um, basically John texted me in the week and said, "Look, I'm joining the show. I want a job." And James went questions. So there you go. You got you got I'm your tweets and emails to get from rid of this. So cool. you so, yeah, yeah. Uh, more than happy to be doing it. So yeah, kicking off with emails. If you want to email us, it's the computer game show at gmail.com. Doing my due diligence there, Matt. Hope no, you're you proud. nailed that, John. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Okay, kicking off, uh, James Hill tells us uh, a little story about how he managed to grab a Wii U and 12 of the best games for about $140 uh, off his boss, about 100 quid, uh, and he thinks it's an absolute steal. Uh, uh, it is with that amount of games. And he asks, um, he's curious as to find out what the best deal you guys have ever got on computer game stuff. For me, I can't remember. Sorry, I just can't. <laughs> Uh, but for me, easily, it was, I mean, I've mentioned this before, when I got Mass Effect 2, 
plus the DLC for £1.99 second hand. I mean, it was insane. It was it was less than a year after it came out as well. And everyone was going, you would love Mass Effect. What are you doing? Stop being a dick. Um, so I went, okay, one ninety nine. I might as well give it That's a go. It had the, the, uh, the pass in it, the DLC pass in it, uh, which I assume had been used, but I put the code in and it hadn't. Um, and it, yeah, my word, it was one of my favorite games of all time. So there you go for one ninety nine. Can't, can't ask for anything better than that. Nope. James? Uh, mine was probably Dark Souls, which I think I bought for about three. Yeah, I was about to say the same uh, thing. From Xbox, but it's three pound twenty-five. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Dark Souls under four quid. Yeah, good shout. Bargain. Yeah. I, th- I think I got it for about that as well. I th- no, in fact, did I buy the disc? Nobody cares. No, I nobody cares. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Sorry, I'm just doing it for my own <laughs> brain. To be honest with you. Uh, Go on. Right, SMW uh, says there are rumours swirling on Twitter that Fable 4 is in the works and being developed by Playground Games of Forza Horizon fame, who we talked about earlier, in fact. Uh, firstly, would you guys be interested in a new Fable? And what do you think a Playground Fable would be like? Um, Dave, what's your answer on this one? Uh, yes, I would absolutely be interested in it because I think it's an interesting, unique world that that hasn't really been picked up by anyone else since Fable died. Um, and, uh, what have we, well, uh, they're a great developer, aren't yeah. they? They know what they're doing. And okay, we, I've only really played their, um, their racing game. Have they only ever done racing games? I believe so, but I also believe they're in Guildford, which is obviously would mean that chances are a lot of Lionhead people have ended up there. So it's probably, right, okay. Uh, there could be a also, lot of crossover there. You know, I'm just down the road from Guildford, so invite me up and I'll play it early and tell you if it's any good or not. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, goddamn, that, the, the, I, I loved that world. And that was what shone for that game. You know, it wasn't the best playing game. It wasn't, you know, the story sometimes fell to pieces. Uh, but the world, I think, is, is something that someone can really make a good game out of. Um, so I'd absolutely be interested in what, what would it be like? I, I, you know, I, I, I hope they tidy up. The game, you know, that I hope because Pete Molyneux's not looming over it that they have to keep going in different directions and it ends up being a shambles uh a little bit of structure to it uh that, that seemed through to the end would you know i i think they the basic premise is there for an excellent game uh and uh, yeah i'd be really interested to see what direction they take it mm-hmm. i've never, uh, I've never played a fable game before oh and they're really good fun what games have you played but it's like every game you say, I've never played one of those. But that, but I have the thing, with the, 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 thing with the Fable game, especially for mm. us, is that it's so British. Like, it was so British. I mean, you know, the opening to Fable 2 was like, it, it just spoke to me because it was, you know, all British regional accents and dialogue and uh, a lot of the humour was in there. But um, Dave, didn't you just find that annoying? Because I, I No, I loved it. Really? I loved it because it wasn't something you regularly see in games, is it? Yeah, for good reason. I mean, usually the closest <laughs> thing we got is Professor Layton, and and that was that was uh, so far away from being British. Is unreal. James only likes the normal English accent? Yeah, 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 yeah. The normal English accent of where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Fable <laughs> set, isn't it? <laughs> right, uh, Fable Four, all all good. I'm not or Fable whatever it is. I'm not. I'm not too fast, but you know, playgrounds. Uh, they're they're a killer developer. So um, yeah, I'm always interested in what I mean, they might Mark's be up to. Microsoft need an exclusive, so that's true. <laughs> get it on there. Yeah, that's very yeah, true. Yeah, and the, the the games that they have tried to bring back have not exactly hit home, have Ooh. they? So um, I wouldn't mind them bringing this one back. Uh, speaking of Forza Horizon, the uh, 4K patch drops on the 15th of Jan. I mean, that game looks gorgeous enough as it is, anyway. So mm. I can't wait to see what they've done in, uh, for that. 
quick one, Matt, while we're here. Do you know when the Rocket League one's dropping? Okay. Sorry. No. No. Okay. Because I know it obviously looks, it looks amazing. We shall, know, we, we, we shall now move on. Yep, we shall now move on. How many times have you said no one cares, Dave? Once. <laughs> Just once. And now you're dropping this well, yeah, once. That's showing... one all. That's one all, Lid. That's one all. <laughs> Right, uh, <laughs> right. Oodles, oodles. Uh, first off, happy new year and obligatory congratulations to Denton on his promotion to assistant to the main one. I'm like, not sure about that title, but uh, thank you very much. <laughs> assistant to the main one. Uh, he said, uh, so just wanted to get out of the way and ask, what are your, it's quite a broad question, what are your expectations to the year in games? Um, as in new trends and the next big thing, will we see more Battle Royale games and will we get the next skate game? Um, anyways, anyways, looking forward to a positive year of TCGS drama and very much looking forward to the newest plot lines. My prediction, Matt cheats at E3 and watches the whole thing. Oh. As if I'll do that. Come on. Think about it. If he does it, we'll never find out because Matt will be committed <laughs> yeah, to covering so, his yeah, tracks. I, I, w- I so, wouldn't do that because it would just ruin the show and ruin it for me. Surely the, surely the best bit of drama is if I actually, well, I mean, I will actually do it, so, uh. Oh, we just gave yourself away. Freudian slip there. <laughs> no, but if, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't even cheat myself when the when, listeners say so not with you. When I do cheat. <laughs> when I do, I mean, um, when I don't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> skate, skate will be in, a new skate game will be announced this year. Uh, and it'll be an Xbox exclusive. Um, EA, EA will do everything they can now to get in the good, into the good books. Yes. <laughs> they got a lot, uh, a lot of work to do. Yeah. And I mean, they, they know that that's an in. Bringing skate back will get, you know, they won't, pile money into it but i think you know we'll get a sequel we'll get a sequel to that um what do i think i don't know it's a, it's a tough one isn't it there's uh, the i'm not massive i was looking at the lineup of games and it's not until march that anything comes out that i'm really excited for which is far cry um monster so this month, it's kind it? of a slow start monster is this month oh yeah yay um <laughs> sean's not here mate Sean's gone now. John's here. John, are you interested in Monster Hunter? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great for a lot of people John, who enjoy it. John, are you interested in Monster be, Hunter? I wouldn't be playing it myself. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> no, there we go. But that's nothing on um, the game. <laughs> no, but come on. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what what's ahead of us. I, I'm really interested to see which way Sony move now, whether they are interested in sort of teasing a new console. Um, I'm really interested to see what Nintendo do and how they try and you know, at least not match last year's success, but at least sort of keep us interested because I mean, they've got Kirby and Yoshi that they've announced. They no doubt they've got some other stuff lined up. Um, I think the most interesting stuff that's going to come out for the switch this year will be the coming from the indie scene. There'll be a few indie bangers that will come out and it will come to switch. There, first. There's loads of rumors about um, it being a, uh, direct this week but nothing's been confirmed but well, where's that even come from no. just the fact that people expect one in january james uh i don't know it's just well people are expecting it's going to happen but there's they really seem to have said nothing so i don't know where that's come from weird um uh and also microsoft who knows what they're going to do this year they seem to be just ch- chucking shit at the wall and seeing what sticks so it'd be really it'd be really interesting e3 from them i think they've got their new console out they know that the next step is making sure there are games on it to make people buy it. Um, so yeah, the next year is going to be see. I mean, Sea of Thieves if that hits home, then I think that'll be a big draw for people. Have you seen they that? Can't just have you seen that Sea of Thieves that. controller that's, that's been released? Yeah, it, it looks, looks so nice. I think it I looks well exclusive nice. DLC yeah. as well, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, it's extremely garish, yeah, but, it does, but it at does the same gorgeous, time, but it is like really, really quid. good looking. Yeah, so I'm, like, ah, I'm not going to bother. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, uh, yeah, um, also, yeah, uh, John, there will be p- a million Battle Royale games at E3. Yeah. It's a fact. 
There one loose prediction that I'm going to say is that I think in 2018, once again, a game's going to come out of nowhere that none of us old fuckers had even realised existed or were talking about and be massive. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be. It'll be something that blows off some steam that everybody from the age of about 13 to 24 is playing and loving, much like Battlegrounds. And uh, yeah, we'll find about, out about it later on. I, I don't so. think something as big as Battlegrounds are going to happen. I mean, it, obviously not it's as possible, big, Not as big, no, that's, that's me. A phenomenon, not as big it? as that. Yeah. Just something big. It would be big. I'm not talking about, yeah. I mean, that's that's craziness. Absolute craziness, but that's that's my prediction so far. All right, Oodles. That was Oodles already, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Okay, tweets. It's tweets time. If you want to tweet us... <laughs> Can they be your catchphrase? Oh, you know me. It's I tweet love time. a catchphrase. <laughs> it's tweets time. It's like a, a banging, like, you know, dubstep behind that or something. <laughs> yeah, if anybody, if anybody is in audio and would like to do that, and, uh, yeah, please, please get on it. And uh, if you need me to re-record, it's tweets time. Then uh, just hit just me do, up. Just do a clean, just do a clean line of it. Go <laughs> okay. on. It's tweets time. There we go. Thank you. That Thanks, guys. But, yeah, well, right. but you know, I'm happy <laughs> with it. I'm happy with either, You know, they'll, they'll, they'll make it good. Yeah. If 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 Judge Jules is listening, uh, uh, is Fat Boy Slim listening? <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. So um, basically, I'm going to delete this first one because it is about uh, exactly what we were just talking about. Uh, Tame 2017 compared to 2018, but Lee the Knight much appreciate the tweet. So moving on, Rikaku Police. Not a great start. Go on. So that's well, the thing. This is what you got to get used to, John. Like, you know, if you try and edit on the fly, he gets annoyed. It's, uh, you know. I could have just deleted and not said anything, but I wanted to give a bit of props to uh, Lee the Knight for, for talking. Right, uh, right, uh, last one now. <laughs> last one. Don't, just yeah, choose yeah. one. I'm just getting ruffled one. in. I'm getting ruffled in. <laughs> right, Rukaku Police. Dear Dr. Farley, who are your favourite and least favourite characters in Persona 5 and why? Uh, obviously, my favourite is Makoto, for obvious reasons. Um, obvious to you. Well, she's, she's fantastic. She's a, the way her character develops over she's the game. She's fantastic, and that's the last one I thought you'd say. Can we get a dubstep <laughs> remix of James saying that as well, please? <laughs> <laughs> she's fantastic. Combine them both. Combine them both. It's one yeah. hit record. Go on. Yeah, she's she's great. And uh, one I don't like is probably Ryuji because obviously everyone hates him because he's he's terrible and the voice acting oh, is awful. bloody is, isn't he? So the yeah. one you like Ooh. is good because she's fantastic I'm and the one you don't like is bad because he's terrible. <laughs> Fucking the Pretty insight much, yes. is That's just so phenomenal. Good. Well, he's bad. Yeah. Well, Rukaku Police, you've got your good. answer there so yeah, you can you think go. about that for the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I imagine that's exactly the sort of level of insight right. I was expecting. You, next time you ask something uh, of James, you know the bit at the, at the end of a question you put, and why? Yeah. Just leave that bit off. <laughs> oh, Just leave it off. Uh, Completely pointless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because the answer will be one's good and one's right. bad. Well, uh, do you want, okay, do you want a fuller answer to that? No. No. Yes. No. Athene <laughs> 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 Allen. Athene Allen. Last night I dreamt up a, uh, a Charlie Brooker written Dark Souls TV film. See attached thread. Uh, go to check out Athene Allen for the attached thread. If you could have any game made into a short form TV show, what game would it be and who would write and direct? Well, that's a difficult question. Uh, Matt? Uh, mm-hmm. Probably not. And who would, would uh, write and direct? No. Um, who would, who would write that? Um, Oh, wow. Ricky Gervais. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I'll, yeah, I'll that's come a tough question off the top of the head, to be fair. You, you wouldn't even know how it ended, Matt. Like, I don't know what... I mean, 
Well, that, 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 yeah, it'd be a good week. I'd be quite compelled to watch it, wouldn't I? <laughs> you just watch it on YouTube, it'd be fine. Um, I don't know, Brothers, nah. Tales of Two Sons, I think would make a quite a good short story. Um, even though there was no speech in that, I thought it was, um, yeah, like they, the actual world that they went through together was pretty cool. Who would direct it? Joseph Fares, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, just direct everything. Um, uh, yeah, screw you, Andy. I'm surprised you haven't said something like, Massive. No, that's not a short TV show. What, no, that short was form it, TV it? show. Oh, right. Yeah. So basically uh, uh, a TV show. Uh, Mass Effect, uh, would that be... I don't know if it'd work. Would it work? I guess yeah, so. Yeah, it would, because it's, it's already Star Trek. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those stuff anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, it's already yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has there been any sp- like, TV shows about space? <laughs> TV show about space. Trying to again. Has there ever been uh, when they trek amongst the stars? Has there <laughs> ever okay, been? Mate. All right. <laughs> of course, Life is Strange would be another good show. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, I'd hate it. It's the stuff Joe watches on Netflix. That's what it is. Uh, but I don't know. I like that world. I wouldn't mind seeing that as a TV show. Wouldn't mind seeing I'd like, it I'd like as to a TV see a Metal Gear Solid one just to see, just to see the fucking carnage. I don't know who did direct it. Oh like, yeah, just so Kojima can do Twitter. it if he wants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good boy. Um, James, uh, I not dead or alive from you. Pick another one. I've like, come on. I've not. I I couldn't even describe Yakuza. why I like two characters in Persona. Yeah, there's no way I can answer this. Oh yeah, go on, Yakuza. Yeah, yeah that's the really good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James, you're thinking out loud then. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a really good choice. I'll tell you what would be an amazing short-form TV show, Rhyme. <laughs> Not even be, joking. That'd be terrible. Okay. What, what there, there's no dialogue, is there? No, there is no great. dialogue, no. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> Tetris. Oh, yeah, apart from that. <laughs> Tetris. I know, that would be good. <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> All right. Next. Naila Ben. Uh, was Quark. James satisfied? Was no, what? no, no. I want Matt, Quark. we're on the next one. A lot of questions specific for James. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Was James? I Ben. Was James satisfied with the end of Alex Hunter's story? I'm only up no, to chapter four. So I'll have yeah. to answer that later. Yeah. What amongst the eight copies you bought? It's you not there on the Switch, four. is it? That's why to get back to it on the on the PlayStation. Every time we get so, to the yeah, end of the season, he trades it. You've had four PS4 copies, yeah, exactly. He <laughs> <laughs> plays one match. There, there is one day, time. I, I did just win the MLS trophy uh, with with Alex Hunter. So yeah, where have you been trading this in, James? Where do you think game? Game. Yeah, you so must the have, person behind the counter be, when you walk in yeah. are they like? He's back again. Yeah, have you ever worked in retail? No, because I've not done it again every single time. FIFA boys back. They become part of your day when you (laughs) work in retail. You're you're (laughs) definitely one of those characters now. This is the only time that I've been there. I went there twice over Christmas. I went there twice. Because the other times I did it off Amazon. It was different. James, I just imagine a bloke behind there just going, back again, mate. Yep. It's all right. We'll, we haven't taken <laughs> it out of the yeah, bag. You gave it to us. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. There you go. Just swap it back. <laughs> still got a sticker on. See you next week. Right. <laughs> Star- the- Sergeant Stangros, how many times has uh, FIFA 18 been bought and sold over the festive period by JCA Farley? Well, okay. Once. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, right. Matt G. Sanders, twiglets or cheese balls? Uh, twiglets. Cheese Easy. balls. Yeah. 
Yeah, Twiglets all day long. I don't know what cheese balls are. Cheese balls are not just spheres of cheese. No, no, because cheese balls, no, the cheesy puff things are all right, right? Because they're basically just a rolled up what's it. But the cheese balls are the ones that like that have the hard shell and the smooth cream cheese in the middle of them. They're disgusting. Yeah, they're foul. I'll do Twiglets Twiglets all day long. Twiglets. Right. uh, ADL. Busker Lily. Oh, no, we're talking about Nintendo Direct. Yeah, you're right, James. My bad. Um... Right, Stan Shaw, the question about arms. <laughs> Don't you think it'd be a great idea to bring back the test punch for the awesome arms party crash? Uh, I think it would set a shitload more if folks tried. Uh, it's now about to never work for Rainbow Six Siege in it. So basically just a free weekend around the arms party crash, which are very similar to um, Splatoon's, what they call Splatfests. Uh, do I think they should do more free weekends for arms? Yes, but um, I think it, we're almost at the point where anybody who's going to buy that game would have bought it by now i think yeah um you know it's it's never going to have the same sort of appeal as a a rainbow six or or a splatoon or you know a shooter basically because it is a fighting game but but i think it's done quite well they were going to do it they should have done it a week over christmas like starting christmas day and then in between christmas and new year for all the people that got their new switches like it would have been perfect but uh yeah they've already missed that they might do it over evo because it's in the japanese um evo it's one of the games there but who knows? Right, uh, the Nick Parton, um, at Fine Excuses. That's confusing, so I didn't, I didn't do that. Uh, any of you lot played Tacoma, the new one from the makers of Gone Home? If so, is it Bollocks or The Bollocks? Uh, I've not. Uh, I wanted to. I saw that, I saw it. It looked really interesting. I heard very good things at launch, but, uh, not so very good things towards the end of last year. Uh, people sort of just mopping up old games and stuff. So the jury's out and I really want to play it, but uh, haven't got round to it. It hasn't been high up my list, I must admit. Yeah, I'll um, get round to it yeah. at some point, I'm sure, one day. Yeah. I'll be honest, what put me off for the visuals? Yeah. Like it looked a bit too, you know. I feel like I've done oh. a lot of empty space stations as well. Yeah. I feel like I've done yeah. that. I played a game called Event Zero last year as well, which is good, but, an, a, a, you know, empty space station game where you're interacting with an AI and it's like, whew. But that's the reason I didn't play Edith Finch until a couple of weeks ago, because I felt like I'd done enough walking around the house games, and that was absolutely amazing. So, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it a go at some point, maybe. Maybe. I won't. Who knows? Anyone else? No. It looks fine, but uh, not enough for me to jump yeah. out and get it. If, if I yeah, see it might it end up as a freebie at some point. Uh, James Hughes at Hughes Jam. Welcome to John. Thank you very much. When's the next Battleground stream? Um at some point, I guess. I don't think we're going to... Yeah, probably yeah, next no, week yeah, yeah. sometime. Yeah, right. We'll try and get uh, next week. My old partner in crime, Chet Roivas. How long... Oh, you're not reading these out, are yeah. you? Uh, how, okay. how, how long do you reckon it would take each of your mothers to get a legit... legit uh, fuck it, I fucked it now. Because you put me off, Dave. I was in a beautiful flow Sorry. there. Sorry. Pick, pick one. Pick one you of them out. All right. How long do you reckon it would take each of your mothers to get legit solo chuck dins? Uh, a chicken dinner on Battlegrounds. Uh, I, I, I reckon six months to eight months. I reckon never. My mum would never be able to do that. In eight months, if she played it every day and didn't do anything else? Nope. Nope, she wouldn't. She, she wouldn't be able to do it, I'm telling you. Eight months of solidly playing it, she'd barely be able to understand what each stick does. Well, if, it, if it's seven hours a day for eight months, I'm sure my mum would understand what the sticks do, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get it organised. Okay. Right. Okay, obviously. Can someone else answer, or are we all I guess just you didn't like those ones, so we'll move on. Uh, ben, a drama day, Bowers. <laughs> no, I reckon my mum will take, do it in two weeks. Okay, great. Next. Bloody hell, Dave, you're, you're bloody strict on these, aren't you? Where's the first one they've gone? Well, it's I mean, I'll just, I'll just fucking ignore yeah. you. I'm just going to talk to the others. How am I supposed to react to that, though, John? 
I think my mum would do it in two <laughs> weeks. Okay. Right. Okay. Fine. Good, good on you. What, like, what, what, what did you want from me there? Just a bit of a bit of fucking cheer, Dave. That's all. Okay. Try try again. No, ben, a drama day, Bowers. Try again. Try switch, again. Try if, again, Matt. <laughs> try again. How long would your mum take to get a tra- chicken dinner? <laughs> about two weeks. Oh, really? That quickly? That's great. <laughs> What's the next question? There you go. It wasn't hard, was it? Right. No, it wasn't. Ben, a drama day, Bowers. <laughs> if the Switch and Zelda Breath of the Wild, this is uh, Game of the Year stuff here. If the Switch and Zelda Breath of the Wild had launched on December 29th, 2016, does that mean it couldn't have been considered for Game of the Year? I, I mean, it couldn't, right? Yes. Because you'd already established right. rules of cut-off times. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that. It's not for now because this one's running late. But we we've got to talk about. Maybe we'll address that next week. What we're gonna do about those games? But it had been pointed out that Matt actually lied to us about that as well because Super Hot VR wasn't (laughs) didn't come out after we'd recorded. Uh, No, sorry. Um, Yeah, it didn't come out after we recorded the 2016 Game of the Year show. It came out before then. So even by Matt's rules, it still wouldn't have counted. I was just saying that to try and get it through. Um, I mean, that is just bollocks, isn't it? I mean, you've actively (laughs) lied. Here's what I think. You had no idea. You had no idea that it had to go out, and you hadn't looked up when it was actually out. So you tried to wing it, and you got called out, as everyone does on this fucking show, because this is what our listeners are like. They love... I got called out multiple times last episode, but it's fine. Uh, this year, I'm going to play those the games that come out this year, and only focus Luckily, on games from this year. Luckily, fuck all come out after we did our show this year, did it? Well. I was saying the only dodgy yeah. one is that uh, we I mean, can't really do PUBG out, next now, now, year, now, because the listeners tried to get it on the list, um, and so that's it. That's it. It's had its chance. When it came out last year. And that's gone, but... And it came out last year. No, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Right, a couple for me to finish things off. Uh, Alex seventy nine UK. Hi John, what's your favourite sitcom of all time? Um, I saw this question earlier. Had a little think, and it's The Office. Also, do you like onion? Uh, I don't know if that means something or if it's a reference. <laughs> I like onions. Yeah, I cook them quite a lot. I don't know. <laughs> There's a group of mates somewhere cracking up yeah. because it means something else to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. But that's fine. Right. And, and your boy, Darren Gargett at Desmond. Hi, John. What's your favourite computer game? Uh, the easy answer for me is Street Fighter 2. And that's it. Still? Yeah, yeah, because it's the easy answer, isn't it? Otherwise, we'd be here all day. And we definitely don't want to be doing that. All right, that's it. No. So, yeah, We've thanks very much enough. for your tweets. Dave enough. tried to sabotage it with a little bit of James sabotage in there, but, you know, I, I, I kind of powered through. So, happy to be here. Happy to do it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What was that? Is it just you reviewing the <laughs> question section? I'm talking, the, the tweets is a dialogue between, uh, you know, me and the audience now. And, you know, you guys are involved in along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm happy with that. It works. Right. Um, uh, Matt, do you want to do all the social media stuff? Yeah, I mean, we're on Twitter, at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, of course. Uh, we are also on Twitch, where we're, we're, we're hopefully we're doing some, a PUBG stream or two. I'm obviously doing my Dark Souls Sundays every Sunday at 9, uh, so go over to Twitch, search us over there. Uh, and the um, final versions of those streams, or the full versions, anything else we do, uh, obviously the remain, also the ending of James's uh, Beyond Two Souls stream is all up on our YouTube channel. Just search for the Computer Game Show up on YouTube, and we'd love your reviews on iTunes. So, 
If you haven't already, uh, think about leaving us a five-star review and, and some nice or Also, if you've comments, got Amazon Prime and you haven't already subscribed to a Twitch channel, can you just whack a little sub on ours because um, it doesn't cost you a penny and it helps us, well, it doesn't help us out, it just gives us money. Yeah, and if you have done that and it's it, it may have elapsed, it doesn't inform you or notify you, so if you did it like a month or two ago, think about doing it again. Do uh, that, do that. We've got the That'd taste nice. for it now. We just want money. Thanks for living it. We'll see you next week. It's good to be back for 2018. And um, yes, welcome to the show, John. Thank you. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. 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 Bye. Later. No, but it, it is. Uh... Bye. <laughs>